Elfangle crashed in the construction site. Jake and friends touched the blue cube. It was a weird night. The Yerk showed up, Belfangor died. Now it's up to the Animorphs to make sure they don't control our minds. War and peace. War and peace. We talk about things like candlelights and hook fissure and birds. War and War and beast How the cheese should just get over it And the elements are jerks Animorphs Not beast wars Is what we talk about on War and Beast My name is Kendall, just Kendall, no last names that's for your own safety and for mine as well, or something like that. Uh, this is Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast where you want to always want to avoid people with Nazi knives and be careful of humpback whales in small lakes. I'm Kendall. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I'm Greg. Yes, that's right. We have a very special guest this week, straight from the Teenagers with Part-Time Jobs podcast. We have, we have Greg. So Greg, we all know we all know your history with the Babysitters Club. I mean, that's we we all this, this whole podcast started because of because of that podcast because of teenagers with uh, with with part time jobs. Uh, so we don't. And need I'm to go honored into that. about that actually. But uh, tell us tell us about your history with Animorphs. Well, to, to be completely honest, um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Animorphs. Even growing up, like we had the the books in school, but I never really picked up on them which i you know was a little weird considering they were coming out pretty much at that age for me where it would have been perfect uh but i don't know i just i just sort of lean more into like star trek novels and that sort of thing i guess and but, of course and of course babysitter's club because you know well yeah that too i mean that one that one was a given i yeah. mean you know you can, you can never get too much babysitter's club there uh yeah we don't need to go into detail on that because you've got you've got like 250 episodes of that up uh, it's on the it's on the it's on the literal entropy website, uh, literal entropy dot uh, dot mock. Um, anyway, uh, so let's uh, let's uh, dive right into things. Uh, as always, we'll start with the uh, Emily reads from Wikipedia segment. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, the the animal on the cover of this uh, volume is the peregrine falcon, which is uh, as we all know is Jake's preferred uh, bird form. Um, the peregrine falcon, also known as the peregrine, and historically as the duck hawk in North America, is a widespread bird of prey in the family Falconidae. A large, crow-sized falcon, it has a blue-gray beak, barred white underparts, and a black head. As is typical of bird-eating raptors, peregrine falcons are sexually dimorphic, females being considerably larger than males. Girl power. The peregrine is... Re- <laughs> Girl power! <laughs> the peregrine is renowned for its speed, reaching over 320 kilometers an hour, 200 miles per hour. I think they mentioned this in Yeah, this they actually book, mentioned too. that in the book. They, yeah. 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 <laughs> During its characteristic hunting stoop, high-speed dive, making it the fastest member of the animal kingdom, which they also mentioned is the fastest animal on Earth. Yeah. According to a national... Oh, sorry, Greg? 
I was just about to say, you know, I can't help but feel like maybe there's some other show that I've seen that talks about this. I mean, I can't. Something about stooping. Yeah. I don't know. I can't put my I mean, finger maybe on listen, Maybe listen to some, like, animal podcasts or something. Yeah, like, maybe. Like, like National Geographic thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could be podcast it. Podcast for that. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let me just do a Google search on soup and see what comes up. Uh-huh. Sure thing. But yeah, according to National Geographic uh, TV program, the highest measured speed of a peregrine falcon is 389 kilometers an hour, or 242 miles. So I guess that's like a specific time a, a falcon got really, really fast. That's uh, fast. Uh, the, the breeding range includes land regions from the Arctic tundra to the tropics. can be found nearly everywhere on Earth, except extreme polar regions. So, I mean, it must have been... I don't, I don't, it's been a while since we've seen that book. I don't really quite remember how Jake got his uh, falcon form. Uh, they probably I, went to a zoo or something. Yeah, it was either Cassie's barn or the gardens. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, anything else interesting? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about his diet a bit. I was trying to look to see if there's anything interesting about the breeding range still. Um, while, while its diet consists almost exclusively of medium-sized birds... The peregrine will occasionally hunt small mammals, small reptiles, or even insects. I think it's kind of interesting that apparently it mostly just eats other birds. I wonder if the other animorphs ever have to like worry about that. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, I wonder if Tobias has to worry about that. <laughs> Do you it's think like medium-sized, want- though, and I think all the other characters, um, they tend to have like other birds of prey. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe accessible th- form. Do you think it wonders what chicken tastes like? I think it knows what chicken tastes like. There's, it probably tastes like human. Greg, you missed this, but in an earlier book, there is there is a uh, uh, Marco makes that exact joke when he sees seagulls eating chicken. <laughs> um, sadly, the peregrine falcon became an endangered species in many areas because of the widespread use of certain pesticides, especially DDT. Since the ban on DDT from the early, early 1970s, populations have recovered reported by large-scale protection of nesting places and releases to the wild. So, um, and in the conservation status uh, table of the Wikipedia page, um, which includes uh, extinct um, E-W-C-R-E-N-V-U-N-T and L-C, which stands for least concern, they're in the threatened area of C-R-E-N and V-U, whatever those mean. <laughs> so yeah, that's the falcon. It's a pretty cool animal. I like it. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, and well, and you know, it's uh, you know, it's got those. Uh, oh crap! What's it? What are the things called? What's the air? Talents? No, the, oh, the wait, air yeah. that they always say in animorphs books. They always on the air currents. Yeah, but they have a, a word for it. Thermals. Yeah, it uses the thermals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, because during the day when when it's sunny out, then the air gets warmed up and rises and causes the air currents to lift. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and in these books they are constantly talking about thermals, yeah. just like well, I mean, it's big. It's important. It's important to Tobias, who's like a bird. So right, right. Of course and, they and they and they do all. I mean, they do all all transform it to him. But I think it's funny. I don't <laughs> care. I know I bring it up every single episode, and you guys are probably tired of it by now. But well, I mean, it, it's uh, in the the recently released uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. You can actually use thermals to your advantage in that game if you start fires. Um, on grassy areas or let, let everything's on fire, there'll be updrafts of air that you can use to like make yourself get a lift and fly farther, which is kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, so there are reasons for completely for massive fire and deforestation. 
in the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, uh, I just remember that one someone posted uh, uh, like on Tumblr or something that they tried to stop a bear by putting it on fire, and then they started riding the bear while it was on fire, and so now they're just they're just in a forest forest full of flames riding a flaming bear. That's amazing. <laughs> the oh, bear. Wow. The bear. The bear is on fire. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Jordan, what's on what's on Ciro's what's on Ciropedia? So, uh, we go from last time having like a bunch of stuff, including like cultural go- goofs and stuff like that, to just basically three bulbs of <laughs> trivia. Uh, but and basically, two of them are just what the 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 uh, quotes are, like the what the front cover quote is, what the inside cover co- quote is. Which, by the way, where uh, when they say it's all in your head, believe it. And the inside was no more monkey business, which we'll get to because of the picture. But there is one interesting trivia. This is the first book where no one acquires a new morph. Oh, oh wow. Yep. Is this? Yeah. yeah I, didn't know, I, did, I didn't notice that when I was. I mean, yeah. yeah I got to think about it when we read the previous book, so we didn't really see much of that. Yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, the, the scope. This is definitely a smaller story than a lot of than a lot of uh, previous books so that that makes sense plus usually the usually the animal on the cover is the new morph i mean with yeah obvious ex- with with plenty of exceptions but a lot of times the animal on the cover is the new morph and uh and this is the the classic peregrine falcon because because uh apparently yeah J- they were like uh well you know we've already used the tiger twice we probably can't shouldn't use it a third time um um so, and it was, it was it being shorter was good for me because yeah, as you know, I'm always procrastinating on reading the books before the episodes, yeah. and yeah, I, I got to read this one in a short two hours. So I do fine. want to apologize. I do want to apologize to the listeners if this does end up being a shorter episode. It seems like it seems like this is this was a uh, this was a shorter uh, uh, book. I, you know, we've we've had we've run into some shorter ones recently. Uh, I I don't know if K. A. Applegate was just getting tired at this point, but uh, you know. Might be shorter, but it's a, it's a lot to talk about. So yeah, lot of, yeah, there there is, there is. a lot of character okay. um, growth and everything so, like that. So before we before we dive into the um, the the story, as always, I want to mention the uh, the cover. Of course, uh, you know it's called the conspiracy. This week we're talking about the conspiracy. I don't even think we said the book the the book number yet. Uh, the conspiracy <laughs> nope. book number thirty one. Well, I mean, I know that everybody's been listening every week, so they. I mean, who start? Who really starts on episode thirty-one of of a reread podcast? Yeah, mm, it's kind of silly. Point. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's uh, book book number thirty-one, the conspiracy. Uh, Jake, of course, uh, narrating because it's divisible because it's a one or a six, and uh, and uh, got the peregrine falcon. Uh, open it up, and the scene inside. You've got some a bunch of townspeople looking at a gorilla shaking a car and uh, there's randomly a peregrine falcon in the scene because they had to take the picture from the uh cover um so before we dive into the actual plot of the book greg since this is the first time you've experienced animorphs do you have any big picture uh overall mythology questions for us that we could quickly answer where you were super confused that maybe like th- yeah yeah big picture questions that you don't think will necessarily come up naturally in the in the discussion of the plot um i guess really just i'm i'm kind of curious as to how the whole yerk this how the i guess how this whole war sort of began really but i i know that's kind of a loaded question it uh-huh. would 
take quite a while to answer, I guess, but I'm, I was just a bit confused as to how this battle managed to get to this planet, I guess. Like, was okay. there like an instigating factor? Like, have so, the Yurk always been here? Or? Okay, so I'll, you guys can chime in too. I'm going to try to be <laughs> as succinct as I can here. Uh, so Yurks are little slug things that control your mind. Um, okay. Basically, it always all you- weirded me out how they explained how they actually control your mind too, where they they say they literally, uh, since they're slugs and have no bones, they just squeeze inside your head and into the crevices of your brain. Yeah, yeah, that they're description just- was really scary. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like this is your first time reading Greg, so I mean, like you probably weren't expecting that. Animorphs, despite being a book meant for like elementary and like junior high school kids, is incredibly dark and horrifying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially by this point in the series, because it's very, it turns to like a lot of like, I mean, they've been fighting this war for a long time. Uh, but, but it's a heavy to, theme in this book that like, that the yeah. war is really affecting them. But all, basically, what you need to know is because uh, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to it, a lot of mythology. But the Andalites are, um, they look like centaurs with, uh, stalk eyes and talk telepathically. Yeah, uh, they have no mouths. And, yeah, because they, they have no mouths and they eat with their hooves. Uh, Wait, they also what? must scream. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Oof. and, and the yeah. bad guys are the no, no, they, 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 they absorb the grass, nutrients from the grass with their hooves. It's not super hard to explain. I mean, <laughs> um, the oh, bad okay. guys, the bad guys are that the That I did not know. Um, they have... They have uh, basically, um, it's it's sort of it's sort of like a Borg idea, like um, where they're sort of uh, they're you know they take over these uh, all these species. They um, and uh, and the thing is, Earth has more people than lots of than most other planets. Like okay. like the Hork-Bajur, which are um, this uh, race. They mention in this book, but don't actually show up. Yeah, yeah. They've got lots of blades all over them. They're sort of the they're sort of the strong arm of of the of the Yerks. They they're great, but there are only you know you're talking you're talking thousands, maybe maybe a million of them or something like that on their planet. Whereas okay. on Earth, it's got billions and billions, and so they you know and once they take the idea is once they take over Earth, then they can conquer the Andalites or whoever. Um, due to sheer numbers, yeah, just due to sheer yeah. numbers, uh, they. Uh, El- Elfangor, it vaguely, I, I, there's details, but I don't remember them. Um, <laughs> it El- has been a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I they mean, mentioned was, him in this book a bit because they mention like Axe's like yeah, relationship mean, to him and yeah, all that because he mentions like how like Tom is his older brother and he got kind of he's kind of like not he's being taken away from him like yeah. constantly I guess and Elfangor was Axe's older brother yeah. and so. Gone. Elfangor was the was the last survivor of of a the Yurks were fighting the Andalites on in space on Earth, and Elfangor sent out a message to the Andalites uh, to get them to come to Earth. But by the but by the time they get there, by the time they would get there, it would be it would take them like a year to get there. So yeah. by that point, the Yurks would have taken over. So as a last ditch effort, Elfangor finds the the five kids that stumbled into this that were cutting through the construction site that he crashed in. Yeah, five teenagers of attitude gives them the ability to uh, to transform into animals by touching them and uh, and and acquiring their DNA, and that's uh, yeah, and they can only transform into the animals for two hours, or they get stuck that way, like Tobias. 
Okay. And it doesn't happen in this book, so you wouldn't know. But like when they touch an animal and take the DNA from them, it stuns them for a bit, which is why they're able to like take DNA from predators. Like um, I think in the first book, Jake gets his tiger form. He like right. is in a cage with a tiger, and a tiger could have potentially killed him, but he gets uh he touches him and stuns it, and is able to get out of there. Of course, he forgets about the other tiger in the cage, but you know. <laughs> but that you know read the book listen listen to the episode um okay so uh, anything any other any other general questions no no okay. i think i'm pretty good cool so first chapter my name is jake last name Wait, doesn't matter are we gonna talk about the 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 wonderful picture that oh, makes no sense didn't i Oh, didn't I? Well, you I you I, mentioned you mentioned that I'm, people are looking at at a gorilla moving <laughs> car, but we didn't explain why that was kind of odd in the sense of this book. <laughs> okay, well, it's going to come Jordan. up naturally in the in the plot. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, no, but we could we could talk about it. I mean, it doesn't make sense because in the plot, and I feel like this happens uh, from time to time in the plot of the book. <laughs> there's nobody on the street. They, the whole point is that he shakes up the cars and stuff. To get people on to, the street. To get people yeah. on the street, and then they're like, oh, it's those punk kids. Yeah, no one sees the gorilla doing its thing. But in the art, they just didn't really read the book, I guess. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I think they do commission the... They did commission the art. I mean, these books came out pretty fast. They did commission the art probably separately. That would uh, make sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so first chapter. My name is Jake. Last name doesn't matter. Neither does most of this chapter. <laughs> um, you know, well, it's, it's the intro chapter, and I mean, like that that whole like my last name doesn't matter thing is in like every book. Greg, I guess you haven't read them, so yeah. yeah but I I still think the the old soul bit was kind of a nice way to introduce things. Yeah, and it mentions his his great grandfather, who I don't remember yeah. if we've heard about before. I because he's kind of just thrown yeah. in here. Yeah, I kind of have trouble remembering him mentioning a great-grandfather before this. See, I remember him saying my grandpa G for great-grandpa, but I don't remember if it's because I read this book when I was a kid or, or, or because previous it was book. a previous book. I don't think yeah. that it was a major um, a major character in, in previous books. Uh, they, they had that scene to give you a very brief like connection to what happens later on in the chapter. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and it goes, yeah, it goes through the, the basic stuff. I, yeah, the, but yeah, it brings up, it brings up, uh, his grandpa G and, you know, this war is not like World War II, um, which, uh, I thought was kind of a nice thing, especially like for a kid's book, you know, kind of romanticizing World War II is kind of a, a, a trope that shows up. I like when, I like when we read these books and the, and kind of comic book sci-fi movie type stuff shows up. Um, so... Chapter two, he, he comes home and uh, and his mom's freaking out and everybody's freaking out because they find out his great grandpa's dead. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, which uh, you know which you know sucks. And of course, his brother uh, and and the and the and the whole crux of this whole book is that uh, they're going to go to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and Tom, uh, Jake's brother, who is a controller is going to have to uh, be away for four days where in out in the middle of nowhere where he can't get Candrona rays, the sweet, sweet Candrona rays. Mm-hmm. That they need to survive. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, because... Did you do it every three days, I believe? Yes, every yeah. three days. Yeah. Yes, yes, Greg. Uh, the Yurks have to go into a Yurk pool. 
that's powered <laughs> by Candrona rays, which are the uh, ra- radiation from uh, from their their home planet. Um, okay. Which, is, which has always been like a kind of a weird thing, because I mean, like, um, I, I, I guess it's because it's from their home planet, which is why. But I mean, like, the idea that they're these parasites that need something that their host can't provide mm-hmm. is like it, it makes a good narrative tool. Like this, the story wouldn't have worked without it. But it's also like that's kind of a weakness they have. But I guess that's the point. And like I said, it's they obviously they weren't designed to leave their home planet, and they need that from their home planet. Yeah. See, now I'm now I'm <laughs> trying to think back to Hork Bajur Chronicles. If if the because in, in there they were on there was part of that does take place on their home planet with the um with that weird with the weird alien with the weird aliens with the legs that are two different sizes. Maybe everybody on that planet evolved dumb. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, in a way, it's kind of like uh, they're kind of like humans in that they just over they overcome their limitations in any way possible. Doesn't True. have to make sense. <laughs> like, I mean, how many times like, oh, well, humans shouldn't be going to to uh, Antarctica or space and we do it. Or space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make a metal tube that can fire off into the atmosphere. Make sure it's airtight and and, com- and pressurize though, so we can survive while we go up there. And we'll send yeah. it up into space with like combustibles right underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can go wrong with this plan. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there was like some York is like, wait, should we really be millions and millions away from the life giving radiation that we need, no matter what creature we're in? Nah, we're fine. <laughs> we'll just bring it with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gorks, that's what I was thinking. Wait, the Gorks ah. are native to the Hork Bajur homeworld? Maybe I'm thinking of something. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. This is The Gorks are described as being three feet tall, but 12 feet across. They shuffle on 12, 12 legs. feet across? Snapping, extending. Ma- Geds. That's that's what I was thinking of. The Geds. Primate-like hmm. species with terrible vision and bad motor skills. Wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah, they're. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, but they're. They were the first Yerks from the the home the home planet of, of the Yerks. Gotcha. Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Tom. Um. He. Uh. He doesn't. Um. He doesn't want to go die. Um. His or his controller doesn't want or his Yerk doesn't want to go die of Candrona starvation. Um. So <laughs> he decides to be a grumpy teen. <laughs> Which. Kind of fits well with his character, I guess. Since <laughs> yeah, so he can he can basically channel his anger into what his to what Tom would act like. Mm-hmm. Yes, and of course his dad. It doesn't really work, and then his dad orders him pizza. Jake <laughs> <laughs> is like score, but like I mean, also, and, and and Jake is it's interesting because Jake is um thinking the whole time like good die hate you yeah. die. Yeah. Kind of freaking him yeah, out a it, bit, like how much hate he has, but it's also like, yeah, I mean, but obviously the the Yerk isn't going to just let that happen, right? Yeah, the Yerk's not yeah. just going to let it happen, and even if and even if the Yerk did die, like the Yerks are not going to just like let Tom be free now. Yeah, totally. They would probably just try and get another Yerk in him or kill him. Yeah, or kill him or take over the whole family. You know, because the whole family's compromised, or you know, any number of uh, any number of things. So that's you know, that's the crux of this book. Fourteen pages oh, and, in, and I think a little lore thing that you probably 
I think they touched upon, but you probably didn't realize, Greg, is that Jake has had a yerk in his head. Oh, okay. yeah, I didn't yeah. Um, I think he mentioned in the very beginning that his his brother had has switched yerks at one point. Yeah, and he got the yerk that used to be in his brother's head in his mm-hmm. head, and luckily the other animals discovered he was under control quite quickly, and mm-hmm. they pretty much starved the yerk out, which explains okay. one of his reactions later on in the book as being very personal because like. Yeah, like I said, we'll get to it. But yeah, he he, he had the he had the he locked in a cabin for like three days, and while they like kind of fed his human body, but starved out the yerk. Yeah. Okay. So if they starve out the yerk, the yerk dies, but the human body is able Fine. to yes. to survive. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That was one of the questions that I had about it because I was like, okay, well, they can try and starve out the yerk, right? Like the human body won't die. I assume. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's how yurks work. That's the rules. Okay. Um, good to know. Let's see. Then uh so then uh Marco comes over and starts and says yo, and Jake gives him a hard time about saying yeah, yo. Jake leaves his uh his brother and father alone in the house to get some air and like think, and and I think he, he's going to go talk to Cassie about it, but then he runs into Marco and then Marco's like, "Wait, you left them alone?" And <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, oh yeah, oh your grandpa died. That sucks. He died in he was he fought in World War Three, right? Which yeah. I totally remember as a kid thinking that there was a World War Three because like it shows up in like pop culture, like the idea of World War Three so much. So I just assumed there were three <laughs> World Wars. <laughs> no, he was making his his a uh, um, signature Marco goof, <laughs> yeah. as he does. So, uh, but then, does anything come of that? Um, uh, well, Marco tells him, like, and then they come, and Jake goes back to the house, and, yeah, his dad's car's gone, and he's like, oh shit. If I, yeah, he realizes that, uh, realizes that he's gone to, he's taken him to a sharing meeting, which is, nothing good can happen to that. Now, the sharing, Greg, is a, uh, it's a cult, um, but, they sort of their public face is like a like a community organization, like a Boy Scout type thing, but mm-hmm. for but co-ed. Um, and then if you become like a, a full Christian member, youth group, honestly, yeah, if you become a, co- a full member, then they make you a controller. So that's that's fun. Oh, so like Scientology? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but with aliens, like real aliens, not just made up ones. <laughs> uh, and then and then. Uh, and so then they they call they call Eric the Chi, um, the Chi Greg, are <laughs> yeah ancient. I was just about to say <laughs> and, and, it's kind of fun to have to go through all this again. Actually. We're almost we're almost done we're almost done with this. There's not too much more mythology. The Chi are an ancient r- race of androids, um, okay. and uh, they that uh, can they're infinitely strong, but they have perfect memory and lots and lots of guilt. So even though they could totally show up and just kill all the Yerks and save the day, they don't want to because they they feel bad. They're 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 pacifists. They were specifically made to be pacifists, mm-hmm. and like they have, I think they have like like it's like the like the robotic laws, you know, like do no harm kind of thing embedded oh, in them. Okay. Yeah. Speak aloud they, and and let people hear what you're thinking, that kind of thing. Yeah, and. <laughs> And uh, apparently, they should make additional laws for that sort of thing. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, definitely. 
And uh, I remember one book they actually found, I'm just going to call it the MacGuffin, that allowed them to fix that so that they could do harm. But as, as Kendall says, they have perfect memory. So basically, when he, when one of the, like one of the Chi androids that they made friends with, like <clears throat> saved them from from, uh, and was able to basically do what he could, whatever he could to harm people, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of was like a shell shock thing. He's like, I, I don't want this. I can, I'll always remember this because you know, perfect memory kind of thing. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not doing this ever again. Just change it back. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to our theme song, you can you can understand what my opinion is. The chief should just get over it, because um, he basically also, does get over it because he shows up in later books and helps them. Like, and he's not just he clinically him, depressed not- for the rest of their for the rest of his life. Like, so but he, he doesn't go on murder sprees ever again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you could say that the chief stand alone in. <laughs> Yes, because the, because the because race they aren't that, involved in the war. The race that killed yeah. them, the race that killed them, uh, no longer is is de- or the race that created them is is dead now. Um, uh, their their descendants kind of live on. Guess who their descendants are, Greg? Humans? Nope. I'm guessing too. I, I don't know. Oh, you don't remember? Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> yes. Okay, they I might ta- like the chi. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about <laughs> that. Pure happiness is the one thing that that uh, remained in their their species throughout. Ever- all their iterations. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so yeah. you could. So the cheer, all good boys. Yeah, and I, I, I love like. Uh, I think in a couple of things when you see the uh, when they talk about the hologram dropping, their android bodies aren't humanoid. Like, well, I mean, they they walk on two legs and stuff like that, but they're actually more like, I, I guess a robot furry <laughs> is the best way. They're like canine built things. Like they have dish grade oh. uh, legs and and like. They're more basically. They were more. They were made by a race of creatures that were ca- more canine than than uh, than human. Oh, cool! All yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, so basically, what what comes what comes out of that is uh, they find a way to track Tom's phone, and uh, they get a general location, and they overhear somebody say "normal hours." So they they by process of deduction they figure out. Uh, where he's at, and he's at like a tire shop or something like that, or a, in a mini mall. Or, yeah, yeah, but specifically he's at a he's at, they they know he's in the mini mall, and then specifically he's at the tire shop or whatever. Who cares? I thought it was an antique store. Ah, I don't remember now. It, it, oh, there was yeah. an auto shop. Yeah, there, there but, was an auto uh, shop there, but they didn't think that okay. that's where they were. Ah, whatever. We got to move faster. This is taking too long. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, so basically, the um, this leads to. One of the most fun scenes in the in the whole book, uh, uh, we're, and I'm I'm moving I'm moving through. If you guys are following along, um, yeah. uh, Marco turns into a gorilla and trashes everybody's car, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just he trashes he everybody's like, car because and they recognize Chapman's car too, which is great. They they personally just crash the window for of that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah he punches the door. I think. This book, uh, if if Chapman, I don't know how money works for controllers, but uh, his insurance rates are going up or something. Yeah, because because he's they do some property damage to Chapman's stuff. Uh, but uh, and the Jake's dad stuff. Well, yeah, Sorry. yeah, the the yeah Jake's dad's car. He just sort of, he just like punches it, and uh, and um, they're able to figure out that that Jake's able to figure out that uh, his dad wasn't compromised and turned into a yerk by. 
his dad's like reaction and then yeah. and then Tom's reaction of trying to get him to come back to the meeting and then being like, What are you talking about? My car's busted, I'm not gonna just walk back in there. I'll yeah. talk to you later kind of thing and yeah, so Alright. Yeah, so uh uh give me two seconds, you guys. <laughs> okay. We do this for thirty episodes. You think like we'd have this down <laughs> by now, but <laughs> well, we always run into little hiccups. I guess you had to go yeah. get something. That's what happened. No, I just actually. I had to I had to tell my wife goodnight. Like I do every every episode when we're exactly forty pages in. Um, <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird uh, ritual we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then um, the next the next scene is uh, is them sort of reconvening. I think they're at at Cassie's barn or something like that. And uh, Rachel's mad that they went without him. Uh, oh, because, yeah, because Eric had, Eric, Eric the Chi had, had told them about it, and, you know, um, I think this is the, the scene where, um, oh, yeah, yeah, he says, yeah, Tobias says, you know, maybe I'm just not getting it, but why didn't Tom just tell his father he's not gonna, he's not going to the end of it? <laughs> and, I like that part. And it's like, I, oh, yeah, I can find on Uncle were terrible, and yeah, <laughs> they, they do whatever I wanted. Uh, yeah, uh, like we, like I mentioned before, his his, uh, or was that off mic about the the dad? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, Tobias has 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 been raised by like uncles and foster families. Yeah. For uh-huh. for yeah for a lot of his life, and, and not very caring ones. And it's kind of it kind of yeah. worked a little bit to his benefit because they didn't really do much when he ended up never coming home after permanently turning into a <laughs> red-tailed hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, 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 no stink was raised about how he was missing because they were they were terrible people who, as Rachel put it, didn't deserve him. Uh-huh, yeah, but, and, um, I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, uh, they did the uh, the rest of the animorphs kind of did manipulate things so that this ant thought that he was with that uncle and that uncle and and he's and his family members. They do make a point that his family members not only do they not care about him, they also don't care about each other. So he like the main two people that he went back and forth from lived on opposite coasts of the opposite sides of the country and hated each other. It was an aunt and uncle that hated each other. So, you know, if, if she thinks that he's over here on, on this coast, whichever, whichever coast it is, we don't know. Um, the fictional coast, it's, they're probably, uh, I think they're, they're down the road from Springfield. Um, (laughs) We never know exactly where this place is because the idea is that they're retelling, they're like chronicling their actual adventures, but that's why they don't give last names because that would compromise their like uh, identities. Right. And then the Yerks right. would yeah. find. It's like Harry them. Potter. Oh, you think there'd be enough context clues for the Yerks to figure it out, anyways? But <laughs> well, but you know the Yerks don't read. Also, also, uh, I mean, they could just change <laughs> facts. Like it doesn't. That's true. Like yeah. if the if the goal is if the goal is to to sort of subtly spread the word that there's an in, that there's a secret invasion going on uh, to ten year olds, uh, then then you know they don't have to literally like you know they they don't literally live in the city with an amusement park called the Gardens, you know and and uh, maybe like Jake's not even his real name kind of thing, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I yeah. Mean, Jake or Mister Chapman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I did always think that was a little bit weird when I was a kid because Chapman doesn't sound like, like, I mean, it's not an, it's not like a, like a, like a name that you would never ever hear, but it's a name that I had never heard before when I was 10. So I always thought like, wait, it was, you know, 
I have a friend whose last name is Chapman, IRL, so oh. kind of oh. funny. Is is your friend? Uh, does your friend have parents who are controllers? That, uh, that I don't think she does. That voluntarily. <laughs> oh, it's a girl. So yeah, they probably did. They her parents <laughs> voluntarily became controllers in order her, to. Her name. Uh, her name isn't Melissa, but again, maybe they changed the facts. Yeah, and this yeah. has been Canada the whole time as well. <laughs> oh, that would. If this was Canada, that would make so much more sense. <laughs> the police are so much more lenient than you would expect. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so they decide they're going to do 24-hour surveillance, surveillance, and uh, so as usual, Jake calls in sick to school, fakes sick to school. Um, he actually tells the school that he lost a family member, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, no. Yeah, but he doesn't tell da- tell his dad that he's calling in. Yeah, but wow. yeah, he he's still impersonating his dad one way or the other. <laughs> Because apparently you can do, despite being a child. Well, he's like, I mean, he's like 14, so maybe he's, I mean, he's, you know, because he's in middle school, but, um, but he's like, you know, older middle school. I don't know, maybe his voice changed. Sounds enough like his dad. Maybe his dad has a high-pitched voice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the TV series, they were played by, like, older teens. But in the TV series, works. they were played by 25-year-olds. <laughs> I don't think they were that old. Because the guy who plays Jake is the guy who plays Iceman in the X-Men movies, and he still doesn't, like... I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, late teens. That's all I'm saying. Well, when we do when we do a bonus episode on the Animorphs TV series, then we can we can look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, um, so uh, then Jake decides he's going to do surveillance him by... Turning into a cockroach, and there's lots of uh, shenanigans this involved. Gross body horror, which is very common. <laughs> yeah, it was very. I was surprised at how descriptive it got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, morphing isn't fun, kids. It's really yeah. disturbing. And, I mean, that's, and, and like that's the best part about these books, and that's why that's that's the entire reason that I was disappointed with the TV show. I think it's funny that like they go into explicit detail every single morph scene even if it's a morph he's already done in this book they do it again like <laughs> yep, yep that's... and like um i want to point out to greg like they they get mentions in some of the scenes that they can feel their bones shifting and everything morphing yeah. doesn't hurt but they can feel everything Ooh. so it's like it's almost like being under like uh some kind of a numbing agent like a like local anesthesia do. Like yeah, like if somebody's do if they're that's if what I was looking for. If you're uh, if if you're at the dentist and they're drilling, like mm-hmm. you feel the drilling, but it doesn't hurt. It's yeah. kind of the same deal. Yeah. yeah, which is weird because when you think about the phrase "morphing isn't fun," I don't know. Morphing sounds like a fun word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always I mean, liked it. It's, it's, a, just... it's a pretty mighty word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very powerful. I almost want to say powerful. Yeah, I could say. That. I mean, I, see that. I mean. If you're a ranger like like uh, like Tobias, then then of course it's fun. Oh, you with your ranger? What you still haven't explained how what his favorite enemy is? <laughs> Clearly, it's mice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. So yeah. Uh, shenanigans with uh, they're they're um. Okay, and so this leads to so he so. So yeah, there's there's shenanigans with Jake turning into a, a cockroach and his dad trying to stomp on him because he's a bug. Um, and one of my my favorite moments of this, and it explains something else to Greg about the lore, is that um there's a part where like uh 
a can of a jar of jelly or preserve they call it yeah. um gets everywhere and it gets on the cockroach and he's trying to hide and stay still but his his instincts are to eat the food that's yes. on him that's the thing in the in the story is that they have animal instincts and they have like the, the the animal part of them is still there like the brain is kind of an animal consciousness a little bit so like they they often will have to fight instincts that tell them to do something other than what they want to do there's even a, a book where they turn into ants and mm-hmm. uh, we covered in a previous episode that like they get like caught in the hive mind mm-hmm. of being ants and just kind of lose themselves for a little bit yeah. and oh, it's wow. a pretty horrifying segment actually and the similar thing happens with termites Mm -hmm. Um, bugs are the hardest for them to fight i think yeah and then they're uh, so instinctual yeah that makes sense and also also the there's a there's an alien called the taxons that uh they have they have like their hunger is so strong that uh that they don't even they don't even care if there's a yurk in them or not as long as they get to eat um but uh but there's but when they morph um when they morph into a taxon in, in Andalite Chronicles, uh, there's a, it, it's like one of them gets, somebody gets stuck that way. And it's like, that is the worst. That's the worst thing you could imagine because you're constantly, you constantly have that hunger. Um, mm-hmm. Also w- the very first time anybody morphs is Tobias morphing into a cat. And the first thing he says to Jake is, Hey, find a string. I want to play with a string. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are there any mice around here? Oh, you're right. Favorite enemy. Tobias's favorite enemy is, is the mice. Yeah, yeah. Told you. Um, I and- also think there was the comment where he's like, if you just wiggle it a little bit to the left, I'm sure I can catch it. <laughs> the instinct part of it is like, while it can be a detriment, it's necessary. Because like, how would they know how to fly as a bird, right? Yeah. It's just, They instantly know how to do it kind of thing. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh and then they're also like they see somebody coming out with his dad, and like they're trying to they're trying to figure out. Um, Once dad gets to work, yeah, there's yeah. a guy at the work. It looks like he's watching their dad, his dad. Yeah, they, um, yeah. They basically have to figure out whether whether they're gonna whether they're gonna strike or not. You know, whether they're gonna make their move of saving his dad and possibly compromising themselves because. That's the tension yeah. this whole time. If they if they really if they go out of their way to to save Jake's dad or to do something about about Tom, then they're really showing like this this is something that wouldn't be an issue if it was just if they were just uh, random Andalite bandits. Because Greg, that's what that's what uh, the Yurks think. The Yurks don't think that it's that they're humans or kids. They think that it's uh, they're they're leftover Andalites from that ship that uh, from Elfangor's ship that have just been. Okay. Uh, you know, fighting with him this whole time. Yeah. So the conflict of the story is that Jake, who's is emotionally compromised, trying to protect his father, but it's not. He does a lot of things that aren't necessarily like uh, beneficial to the group, and and then Marco gets a little bit. is, yeah. is already showing signs of being a bit worried about that. Yeah. Um, and it, it comes to a, a peak here where um, Jake is kind of uh, on his dad's person and this guy's approaching him and he and he doesn't know what to do he doesn't know if he should send the other guys after him because he could get them killed so he and they ask him for orders because jake's the leader um and it's axon tobias with him for the for the listener and uh instead of order he, he freezes from ordering and decides to put himself in danger and he flies at the guy with the toupee which ends up getting his friends involved anyways but luckily <laughs> this guy isn't a yerk he just wanted to argue with jake's dad about his parking space yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that, something I thought it was weird. I was I was saying that he just thought a a 
cockroach came out of nowhere and then some hawk saw it and decided he wanted to eat it. Exactly. <laughs> kind of works out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but yeah, um... And then uh, Jake continues to make poor decisions, uh, sending Axe and Tobias home. Because uh, he doesn't want to involve them anymore. He he regrets freezing, and it almost got his friends hurt. So he's like, I just got to do them. I got to risk myself, and that's it. Even though it wouldn't just be it if he got caught. It's like, yeah. And uh, so chat, and then they, but, but Tobias is still hanging around. Uh, and they see, what is it, Chapman? Is uh, Prin- Vice Principal Chapman is showing up, like, and so they're afraid that something bad's going to happen. And, and the passenger yeah, Chapman in the being car. A, a high-ranking New York controller. Yeah, and like they see him coming around in a car with someone else, and apparently they have a gun. And yeah. their plan is to, is to just kill Jake's dad. Yeah, yeah just gun him down in the front yard. Yeah, because of making him daylight. making him a controller didn't work. So, which is pretty like. It would raise a lot of suspicion in like a town that sounds like it doesn't have a lot of crime. <laughs> like it sounds like a very like calm suburban neighborhood, and then someone just gets gunned down. It would cause suspicion. So the Yurks are being a little bit rash here. But, but also uh, the Yurks have I mean the Yurks have people everywhere. This is the this is the 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 cent this is the center of their invasion. So true. Yeah. I mean it's probably um, a pretty big I mean there's probably a. There might be in a nice area or something. I mean, they're probably suburban kids, but like, there's probably crime in this town. It's just yeah, no, yeah. it's just the it animorphs just like- aren't fighting crime. The animorphs are fighting yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, Jake kind of like panics a bit. And, uh, he trans. He ends up like he was. In, he was. A, he was in Falcon form with Tobias when he learns this. He goes onto the roof and he starts morphing back into his. He's just demorphing, as they call it. And he almost gets spotted. He's doing it out in public. He almost gets spotted by his brother, but he's barely able to avoid his dad getting shot by this drive-by, by by kind of like taking away by being his dad's like gardening and he's watering the plants. And he goes, I'll do that for you, dad. And then kind of sprays the water at the car and he acts like he doesn't know anything. He waves at the principal. And yeah, but um, later on, the group gets they hear about this and get pretty upset with him, both for um, not both were sent, trying to send Axe and Tobias away. Luckily, Tobias didn't listen to that. And mm-hmm. also for um, morphing, demorphing in broad, like, it's not daylight, I guess. It's still nighttime, but it's in the open, like, on, on top of a roof in, like, a suburban place. It's not a very tall roof, you know? Yeah. Anyone could have easily seen him. Yeah. yeah, and basically Marco's the one who seems to be really calling him out on it. <laughs> and Marco is like is similar to Jake in that he's got a family member who is a controller as well so it kind of like makes sense why he's uh, I think Marco even has like a line where he says like um where I think Jake's like comparing uh him him and him and Marco having similar situation and how um Marco was, was less emotional during that for, for, I guess and he's like it makes you feel better Jake I I wish I was more like you I kind of hate myself a bit but it's what you're doing isn't productive anyways, like kind of thing. It's a cool like moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marco's the fact that Marco's mom is, uh, so Greg, Marco's mom is Visser one. And I'm not going to explain that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming Visser one is like a leader or something like that. Uh, I guess for the, uh, good context is that there are 
multiple groupings, I guess, and the one that is specifically here on Earth is being led by Visser 3. Okay. So I guess you could say it's Visser 3's boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Two, two ranks above. Because there's the okay. it's the Council of Thirteen, which one of them is the one of them is the leader of the Yerks, uh, but mm. they don't like it, you don't know which one is. And then below the Council of Thirteen are the Vissers, and Visser One is like the next most. Because then it goes, you know, it goes from Viss, you know, it goes up to Visser like one, you know, two, three, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> up to like forty-five or something, and then eventually they become sub Vissers, and then. Uh, I can't remember what the other ranks are, but you, you know, it's uh, it's it was important to know as a child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Jake comes up. It with also, a brilliant it also plan. perpetuated the 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 trope of Vizier's always being evil. <laughs> <laughs> is that's a trope? What the Vizier is always evil? Like I mean, Aladdin. Far showed that before these guys, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but okay. I'm just saying, like he. That's why I said it perpetuated or perpetuated that trope. Yeah, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I think I think Animorphs came before Aladdin. I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, Chrono Trigger beat them all out, so. <laughs> um, Did it? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, they decided to kidnap Chapman. Um, yeah, because like I guess earlier mentioned Jake's mentioning about how it's shitty how they're on the defensive because how, how how bad that feels waiting for an attack. And um, there's a little bit where, like, uh, there's a bit of a vote to show what they should do. It's just, I think Marco and and, and kind of Cassie kind of want to like a not save their the dad kind of, and and Tobias and uh, Axe are um well, just, I guess it's just Tobias is kind of like the only vote they could have that um, could sway the direction of it because Rachel and Axe aren't there, but both of them would kind of be on Jake's side, acts a little bit more neutral, but because Jake's his prince, which is a den- denotation of rank in um, Andalites, that he would just follow him. So, like, the kind of a thing about it, but Tobias mentions, like, it's actually pretty bad for us if Jake's dad becomes a controller, because then Jake's has two family members who are controllers, and um, he convinces them to uh, to keep, like, trying to protect his dad, and I, I don't I don't remember who suggests they should go and attack, well, was it no, Tobias or was no, it Marco? It's, uh, it's, it's, well, I mean, Jake is the one that comes up with the plan. No, but I don't know if he just suggests they go, they they switch to attack mode, though. I don't remember who does that. Um, I read it this afternoon and I forget. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Tobias. Okay. And yeah, then Jake comes up Tobias. with a plan on the fly, which is, as Kendall said, uh, kidnap Chapman. Yep. And, uh, which, since he's higher up, they figured they would, they wouldn't care so much about, uh, Tom's York when Chapman's missing. Right, which mm-hmm. uh, which seems to, like, mostly, you know, th- this is the, the smartest thing that he comes up with. Um, and basically... They yeah, do it. They it, do it. it, it there's a, there's yeah. a few, like... It, it gets a little bit hairy where, like, Jake... Um, Jake gets shot in the brain. Um, yeah, and, uh, and Marco gets shot in the chest as a gorilla, but yeah. I guess... You know, um, Greg, when they when they demorph and then remorph, they heal. So because yeah. they're constant, I, I think, and I think that was always one of the things I I loved was like they're just basically using that DNA template every single time they change. Mm-hmm. So so basically, just by demorphing and remorphing, they're just getting a fresh new set, mm-hmm. not the yeah. super superficial damage that uh, happened to them in that form. Mm-hmm. 
And he even kind of says, like, as Jake's being attacked, like, the rhino's hurt, not I'm hurt. Right. Yeah, the rhino is dying or something like yeah. that, that yeah. I think, was said, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I really liked, and I just really liked that he's just, like, he's just pushing through. Because it's not like he got shot in the head and then he was out of the fight and he demorphed. Or he got shot in the head yeah. and he stumbled off. Like, he kept fighting. And that's it's also... kind of a good thing that he does. He, he, he goes down, though, because he almost kills Chapman. Right. Yeah. Right, and that and and that's also uh, got to do with the uh, given into the animal instincts there, you know, uh-huh. um, and uh, yeah, so they go get uh, um, they they get kidnap Chapman. I really like the fact that they like destroy his house, and then like <laughs> this daughter who is not yeah, a they, controller like, mentally scar the daughter. Yeah, like. Oh. I think like, the daughter re- didn't see the gorilla who grabbed her, or because like you think that'd be a pretty big thing to tell the cops that a gorilla grabbed me. I think she doesn't see him, and he just kind of like yeah, I think he comes up from very, behind her, a very very big man, I guess. I, um, but I she's not a girl. Yeah, yeah I don't think. Yeah, because because uh, the the whole thing is Chapman and Chapman's wife are are controllers because they're they're voluntary controllers uh, in the in exchange for. Uh, the Yerks not taking their daughter, uh-huh. um, and there's actually again very dark. <laughs> there's actually, there's actually a moment in in a in a book where um, the Yerks decide it may be necessary to take the daughter, and like out of nowhere, like Chapman starts taking control back and like is fighting back uh, because like it's very very difficult, but there are times that your willpower can can overcome can overcome the Yerk. Uh, and and especially if it's if the Yerk's not used to somebody fighting back constantly, um, then you know they can they can do that. Uh, let's see, they ah demorph, remorph, good as new, and they go to they take him to a for sale house, which I'm drawing a blank across the street. Um, yeah. Rachel's Rachel's <laughs> mom kind of is a, Rachel's mom is a realtor, right? That's how she ha- they have access to this house. I. I think so. It's hard to remember which, like, because uh, Cassie's parents are vets, and well, Jake's dad's a doctor. That's a his doctor, mom's some kind of scientist. Which is, um, uh, Marco's, Marco's dad, mom is a politician, right? Well, was uh, Marco's mom? They, is, Marco's mom is dead, but she's also Visser One. They they faked her death, they faked so her death, they yeah. don't have to worry about any of that uh, with her. Okay. Um, yeah, and his I dad, know, I don't know, I don't know I for some that. reason Silly I feel like me. his dad is like, a, <laughs> is like a perpetually unemployed or, or like blue collar type or something like that. I don't remember. It's not that important, but I'm pretty sure that that's why they have access to this house is because somebody's parent ha- is a, is a, um, is a realtor. And also you got to keep in mind also, they're not really like they're kidnapping him, but they're kidnapping him as a distraction. They're not yeah. really trying to take him and, and torture him to death. Yeah, because I mean they, they I mean like they they got Axe is an Andalite, so they kind of like use him to start interrogating this guy, um, and he he makes it very they blindfold him, but he tries to make it very obvious he's an Andalite. They by purposely clopping his hooves around, and uh, he starts asking him questions that are kind of like basic, and they know they're not going to get any answers, but again they're just trying to like have kayfabe here. That they're kidnapping him and not distracting the Yerks, and um, mm. yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing here where like it, it gets brought up a bit later, more so. But Axe is a warrior, and he doesn't feel comfortable torturing this guy or um, or even threatening him and being like 
Let's see, he has no problem fighting and killing Yerks, but he's not that kind of a he's not a, he's not a sadist. So right, like right, they don't. He has live. this issue here, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That whole he seems to find it like stooping to their level. I found. Yeah, yeah, and then he also was kind of mad about the hit to his pride that it was going to take too. That he has to pretend that he's incompetent enough to let him get his escape. Yeah, yeah I think he like, mentioned like, something about a cleansing. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Like gonna, I think it's kind of like I need to go have a shower. It's what they're kind of yeah. like they're kind of referencing and I mean, there. And the Andalites do have like ritual. They're also very like ritual. Um, sort of. Yeah, sort of, it's sort of a cling. Think, it's like a. It's like if the Klingons were always presented as good guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of see it as I kind of saw it more as like I'm gonna have a shower, but like you could <laughs> say that because he's all like Andalite-y. Um And I actually I forgot about something earlier. But it was an interesting part where like. Tobias mentions that if they just forget about this one human, they're as bad as the Yurk, so they just write off a, a person. And yeah. Cassie kind of like reacts to that. And it's a very, it's the only kind of characterization she gets in this book, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, Cassie and Rachel are not around very much in this book. Yeah. Nope. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Jake book. You know, they get their own yeah. books. Uh, Rachel gets 32. We can talk about Rachel next week. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Rachel. But Greg won't be there next week. Unless he wants to come back and guest again. I don't know. Oh, Greg, you, uh, we'll you're, you're doing great. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah. it's like it's almost like I feel like it's almost like we do a show with you every week. Aww. That means a lot, guys. I mean, well, I mean, we always, had, yeah. I, mean I think it's partly because we always listen to you on Teenagers or Part-Time Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had I, we've had know. guests on from like from like other shows on the network. Like, uh, we had we had Zach from um, from you should probably get that checked. The the Goosebumps podcast. Oh yeah. Um, and we had um, we've one. had like we've had like a uh, Molly and Ashley on from uh, uh, Kim Reprisable. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we 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 said we were only gonna we weren't gonna do rewatches. And we, we wind up, you know, sort of caving. And so we have the one rewatch podcast on the yeah. network. Just the one. No well, more than I mean, I mean, it's not as it's not a garbage pile as uh, as much of a garbage pile as let's rank every book ever written. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very clumsy title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't blame Luke for that. Yeah. No. I mean, that's yeah, I know that's I know that's kind of the point. Like he's trying to. You know, make fun of the New York Times bestseller list or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it has a way of working. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say something about the hardly any treasure uh, one about the Hardy Boys, but it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the Hardy Boys. Children, uh, I I just can't listen to. I'm sorry. I mean, we shouldn't really be talking <laughs> bad about other podcasts on the network, so we should probably get back to this. Oh, but. I still listen to these things. You listen to everything, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> I listen. To I have a lot of brand loyalty. Well, that's good. And I mean, and I mean, uh, turn to page also is is a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not on a network, but consider it a brand network. Um. Okay. What happened next? Um. So they go. Yeah. So anyway, they they're going up to they're going up to the to the cabin. Um. They took Homer to Rachel's house, um, and uh, Homer is Jake's dog. What kind oh, of yeah. a dog is it? It's, it's a golden retriever, right? Aww, yeah. 
puppy. I think it's the first morph Jake gets, maybe? Yes, maybe not. yes it is. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, it's the first morph he gets, and the second one that he gets, like, period. Um, they're complaining about, Tom's complaining about, why can't they just have the funeral tomorrow, or Sunday? <laughs> or, like, to have it earlier, like, yeah, uh, yeah. um, yeah, because, uh, they, 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 some more stuff happens with Chapman, but it's not that important, and then, um, Jake's... A- they let him escape. They do let him escape, yeah, and, and, yeah. and Axe has a kind of, like, a another thing about that, where he's, like, he's gonna be forever known as it's like screw up Andalite, but I don't think he ever tells him his name, so I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but I can still understand Axe's anger. But because um, he breaks some glass, so so that, again, it's not that important. But essentially, what happens is they're going to start going on the trip now. Jake says that he's going to go meet up with the rest of the animals at Cassie's barn to discuss what they're going to do on the trip. But he lied, and then they just head out to this uh, trip out to the cabin in the mountains where they're going to. Have uh, the great grandfather's uh, funeral, and 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 like Kendall mentioned, Tom's like, can we do it on Monday rather than Sunday? So it's only like three days away, rather, yeah. or even two days away rather than four. Yeah, talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and they say Sunday is for the wake, Monday's for the burial. I guess that's the that's the tradition around there, yeah, in the, the middle of nowhere. yeah, around that town or something. I guess I don't know. Um, and uh, and then they go, they start going through his uh war stuff and um this is this is a scene that that very much um it, you really get into the feel of the like uh the like jake is fighting a war and he is a, yeah and he is a he so he like relates to the to to these ideals and the the you know again that like the idea that world war Two was such a clear-cut um good versus evil kind of thing and this is this is much more much dirtier and maybe seeing how dirty things were, and then, and then he's, and then Tom. It's so you got this conversation that really feels like Jake, Jake the Animorph is talking to Tom's Yerk, as opposed to yeah. you know Jake the kid talking to his older brother. Um, and and Tom takes the Nazi knife, which yeah. is like, it, it's it's such a that's such a great like like a perfectly um, maybe the maybe the I mean Yerks can can access everybody's memories and stuff. So they're usually pretty good at blending in, but like, it's, it's such a perfectly subtle, like even an obnoxious teenager is not going to be like, Oh, I think the Nazi stuff, I think the Nazis were right in world war two. Yeah. But maybe there's some, there's some edge Lords out there who might say that, but still it's not, it's not common. Um, and he kind of has this whole like survival, of the fittest things, but they're, they're arguing over whether, um, Concepts like bravery, bravery, and, and um, honor have anything to do on a battlefield, and like um, a Jake yeah. mentions good and evil, and then uh, Tom's like, "No, there's only strong and the weak." Yeah, it's only the winners who get to say whether they were cur- it was courage or not. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so and Tom takes the knife, and Jake's like, "I'm not going to take anything until I talk. I'm not going to steal things from my dead <laughs> grandfather." Until I ask my living grandmother whether I can take them, yeah. seems seems pretty what were, reasonable. What were the medals that that were in there? I know he said there was a purple heart in there, but I think there was another one too, wasn't there? Um, did they? I just saw that. Uh, it definitely wasn't other ones that he mentions, but I don't. Was it like heart a silver there. cross? I mm. I don't know. I closed the book, so I lost. I lost my place. <laughs> um, you get the medal, I get the daggers. 
Honor and courage aren't what matter. You're a kid. But he's got an old soul. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm just, I'm closing the book now. I'm going to summarize the, because we're getting, we're, <laughs> yeah. there's, I mean, I mean, we actually moved through this pretty quickly, uh, but, uh, but like what the next, the next string of things that happens is just the action at the end. So, so uh, Jake has a weird nightmare, because uh, that's the other thing about, the other important thing was they remembered the story that their grandpa had told them about when he was in the war, um, and they were, he was, they were stuck on Chris in in Christmas and they sung silent night and they heard the Germans singing silent night too. And there's like this moment of, you know, not your, you know, your enemy isn't necessarily pure evil kind of thing. Um, both sides just want to go home. Yeah, kind of thing. exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, and so, but, but then he wakes from the nightmare because it's got, it's related to, Oh, and actually his brother didn't take the knife. His brother was going to take the knife and then Jake wouldn't let him. And he then, puts it back. Yeah. yeah, he puts it back. But then Jake gets up in the middle of the night and he sees that uh, Tom has taken the knife and he's sitting on the dock with his dad. And, uh, and I want to talk about this a bit. Well, they mentioned um, they mentioned earlier that like, they might kill his dad. And they also he, I think Jake says in his head, like it, it, it would end up being Tom who had to do it. And I'm thinking, like, why? Why would they do that? Why would they get like a year controlled human that has nothing to do with them to kill him? And then, like, here on the dock, what is your plan, Tom? You're going to stab him, and then, like, he'll die from stab wounds in the middle of the mountains? Like, mm. what did you think you were going to get away with this? Like, it's going to become more of a shit show than, than, I don't know what Tom, I guess Tom's here because you're just desperate. Yeah, that's yeah, what he's I desperate. Think, this is just at desperate. This point, at this point, the yeah. rest of the family hasn't gotten there. It's just the dad and the, it's just the dad and Tom and Jake. Um, well, on the dock, but in the house, like the whole family. Oh, the, there. the family is at the is at the cabin. I thought they were meeting yeah. them later. And yeah, earlier there was a thing where like his like, um, I I think like Tom says something rude about his grand great grandfather. Like, what's the big deal? Going to take the war kind of thing. And his his grandfather gets kind of up. Oh, right. Mad right, right. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're right. You're right. So yeah, I I mean he's desperate. He's not necessarily um he's not necessarily logical. Uh, the rest of the the rest of the Yerks have basically abandoned him because they're worried about this guy that matters. I mean, Tom gets presented through a lot of times of the through a lot of the series as a relatively important Yerk, but at the same time, I mean, he's still he's still a high schooler. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not, he's not that important, but like, I think he's kind of like the youth leader. But like, there's, I mean, like I'm, we mentioned earlier, Greg, that his his yerk, uh, he switches yerks out, and that's the, the reason for that is that his yerk that was in him before was getting promoted. Okay. Yeah. So they took him out of Tom to put in someone more important. So obviously, mm-hmm. Tom, um, as the old yerk, did some pretty important things, but there's, I don't know, but this new one too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, but I mean, yeah, like, he's not, you're going to put a high rank yerk is in the, he's not, he's not in the president, you know, he's not even the, he's not even, like, even Chapman is at least the, the principal so he can manipulate things at the school. He's the principal of the school that has a yerk pool underneath it. So, uh-huh. you know, that's kind of important, but, uh, but like, yeah, Tom's just like a random kid. Like, obviously that's not like a super high priority. Um, and so he's, he's basically been abandoned because more important stuff has happened. And yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe he's, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what his long game is. Maybe he, Maybe he maybe he stabs his dad and run and and gets and gets his car keys or you know 
mean, maybe he kills the whole family. Maybe was kills, yeah, I was thinking he would probably kill the whole family. Um, but starts with his dad because his dad is the able because his dad's like a healthy adult. Then he's got his younger his younger brother who's you know can't even get on the basketball team, and then he's got old people there with him. So you know, and even then, the Tom identity is kind of fucked because it's like who else would have killed the family besides the one surviving member? I mean. But if yeah. he could get anywho, but if he could survive, you know, if he could survive, yeah, yeah. and also it doesn't. Who cares if Tom's if Tom gets in trouble? Then they just like yeah, true. they just let him go, and he uh, <laughs> and he and and he's and he's like they're like you murdered your family, and they I had an alien in my head. Yeah, Charity. exactly. Yeah. I have an alien in my head, and then they stick him in front of a judge. Oh, they stick him in the nut house, and then you could do an a, a Scientology, what I call the Scientology episode, where like you know the the. Uh, Psychiatrists are evil. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. But uh, we have, <laughs> <Fan fiction boy. laughs> but we have a we have a classic animorph scene of. Uh, I'm not even going to look up what she transform what she morphs into, but the 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 whole thing the 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 dock collapses on him. And but we also have to point out that Jake sees the knife and starts running at them, at, and he's morphing into his battle form of a tiger. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's just going to give up the ghost to save his dad. But luckily, his friends followed him. Mm-hmm. Like, of course they would. <laughs> <laughs> there was one actually funny thing about... Because when you think about a, a, a humpback whale in a lake... Because as it turns out, I, I think one of them turned into a humpback whale, yeah, right? Cassie turns into a humpback whale. Yeah. Um, th- this is, it's really weird how I can relate this. Um, I want to say it was back like nine or maybe even ten years ago. Uh, back in my hometown, there was a adolescent humpback whale that had sort of swam into this uh, through this uh, dam gate. It was eating the fish in this uh, river that we had in our town. So I thought it was kind of cool that it's sort of... Mind you, I don't know how a humpback whale would have gotten into a lake, but I thought it was kind of neat that they had a humpback whale there, because I like whales. <laughs> but, sort of like that, that fourth Star Trek movie with the whales. <laughs> I'm glad that on your on your guest episode, you were able to like get an animal you liked in there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what Animorphs is all about. Arbitrary animals that you like. And Derby I mean, whales. I mean, if you like Cassie turning or into a humpback whale, then you should read Animorphs because she does it a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, she breaks the dock. They, um, Tom and his dad fall in. Tom's dad gets dragged away, and they break Tom's uh, leg. And then Jake jumps in and and pulls him to shore. And because of his injury, Tom's able to have an excuse to go to his. Uh, to a hospital and uh, closer to Yerkes, and uh, apparently it's a ch- it's a Chi who end up getting him to a, a hospital closer to Yerkes and not Yerkes themselves, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, because yeah, because they don't want more trouble. Uh, but they they say they they sort of the the Chi's connections sort of have uh, you know they give this first of all they you know they send a medevac helicopter and they say oh this special kind of break. Uh, your local hospital is not equipped for this broken leg. We have to take him to. We got to ship him to your town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you think Jake Jake's dad's a doctor, so he might be. Eh, what? <laughs> he's not, <laughs> he's not a not. leg doctor. He's a, he's a pediatrician. He's a pediatrician. 
which I mean, breaks can happen to pediatric to kids. I mean, but anyhow, um, yeah. So like, uh, well, they drug he him away. He wasn't there, and he he thanks his friends, and him and Marco kind of like make up a bit. And there's a little bit where he's like, Marco, what would you have done if like he didn't leave the house? And it's kind of left up in the air. I don't know. what what were you guys like thinking like Marco was gonna do? Figure something wow. out. I mean, I think I think I got the sense that I got from this was that it was a that it was kind of an on the fly kind of plan like it was they were kind of going by the seat of their pants so they would have figured something else out i got the impression that they were definitely going to try and kill tom though uh, might if be it, it yeah i mean if it came if it, it came down to if they had to they yeah have. i mean they could even do it kind of like subtly like a mountain lion kills tom i mean that could happen without Andalites being involved. I don't know, but yeah, it's interesting, and that's kind of just like where the where the book ends. Mm-hmm. With um, yep, they go home and see the world's largest ball of twine. Yeah. And we get a little bit of preview for the next episode, which is uh, apparently about Rachel getting cut in half as a starfish. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yep. kind of kind of freaky. Yep, more body horror. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's, a, it's not Mind body horror. And body horror. It's not that's not body horror. Is it ends up being? Um, I think I remember that one. It ends up being an evil twin. I know, but it's still yeah. body horror. The idea of getting cut in half. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anywho, um, so yeah, I took, kind of took the the reins from you a bit there, Candle. Sorry. Oh no, that's Can that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, like I said, this is a shorter episode. Uh, well, so um, just real quick, you know, just overall impressions. First of all, Greg, overall impressions as the first time you've read an Animorphs book? Uh, I thought it was surprisingly graphic for a kid's book. <laughs> um, and actually it tackled a subject material that I really wasn't expecting, like to do with sort of like the, the ugly side of war and sometimes the decisions you have to make in these sorts of scenarios that uh, while you always want to say that there's a good side and a bad side, unfortunately, sometimes the decisions you make sort of make it into more of a gray area. So I thought that was kind of uh, surprising for a book like this. I think Jake has a line where he's like, sometimes the good guys do bad things, but doesn't even stop being good guys. Yeah, exactly. How about you? Um, I remember. I, 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 sorry, I just want to say off, off before we did the episode, before we started recording. Greg, you mentioned one kid's an asshole. I was just curious, like what that character was. <laughs> I thought it was Marco. Marco. Uh, yeah, yeah, I figured that's what it might be. Um, he, yeah, he's he kind of is a jerk a little bit in this, but it's also like understandable what he's jerky about, and he's usually like kind of the funny guy. So, and he butts. He, he, he might he like butts him more in another with... book. He butts heads with. He's kind of the lieutenant of the group. He butts heads with Jake yes. um, a lot because he's he's uh, he's questioning. Like in the first book, he didn't. He was the one that didn't even want to fight. He was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna morph. We're not gonna morph. We're just gonna go about our day. Let somebody else deal with these yerks." He's like, "My mom already died out at sea mysteriously, and there was no body. I can't have the same thing happen to me, or or else my dad would go crazy." If we're gonna put the Animorphs into like the five man band, which isn't really applicable because there's six of them, but um, I would say that Jake's the leader, Marco's the lancer, uh, Rachel's the muscle, Cassie's the heart, and I guess Axe would be the brains, maybe. Or Tobias either Axe is, or Tobias. Tobias, Tobias is a quiet one. Considered the lancer, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. a quiet one. But yeah, 
That's maybe kind of Tobias is like the socially awkward sixth one. <laughs> I guess he doesn't butt heads much, so he might be um, more like the brains. But yeah, anyway, I would say I would Axe say Tobias are both the brains. <laughs> Axe is the Axe is the sixth is the sixth ranger. He is because he think, comes in later. I think that uh, Tobias is Tobias is like the heart. Tobias is the Kimberly. Maybe Cassie's the brains then. Yeah, Cassie's yeah, the brains because Cassie knows about animals. Okay, Wait, yeah. Who's Kimberly? Who are you referring to? Um, in this show, well, I mean, Power Rangers. You know, Power Rangers exists on Earth oh. on, on on this Earth as well. Oh, I mean, we're not really big Power Rangers fans, though. Okay, well, I'm you know. I mean, the movie came out but... this week. I've got I've got Power Rangers on the brain. I think. Oh, uh, true enough. I think a lot of people a lot of people are thinking about Power Rangers because of the movies. Yeah. So I guess I'll go yeah. um, just because uh, to move the podcast along a little bit. I, I'll go next on my thoughts. I thought it was really good. I mean, like it was pretty <laughs> deep. It had a lot of good character um, moments. Uh, it, it was a bit more focused on just a few characters more so than some of the others, but it was. It, those characters that it deals with, it builds up a lot. And I like the tension between um, Jake having to try and protect his family while also trying to still be a good leader. And kind of like the things that happen with um, Axe and the other characters kind of like lose a little bit of faith in him. But in the end, they still work together and, and are able to get through this really shitty situation. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? I, I liked it. It You know, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of. Like well, I guess a lot deeper than you would expect from a from a young kids book, but you know it still kind of had this you know neat Cold War kind of thing going between Jake and Tom, and and just kind of like how his friends had to react to to him basically having to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, I like the I like the cold I like the idea that it's a Cold War analogy, especially I think that I think that's why the 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 this isn't World War Two. Um, motif in there uh worked so well um i think i think this this book the one thing uh, that i mean i agree with the stuff that you guys said but the thing that this book did particularly well that i think sometimes jake books don't do as well and that they should is it sort of demonstrated at least at least that people that the team believes in jake as a leader and he sort of any sort of uh took that burden like i still even even 31 books in don't quite see why he needs to be the leader when they (laughs) seem to do everything also they seem to do everything pretty democratically like sometimes they arbitrarily refer defer to him but he's not i don't know they do they do work as a team but you need to have one person who can like give orders in in like uh, 10 situations you need that in a group well yeah sort of like Like, a battle someone had someone had to be it and i guess i don't know jake just just I mean, it's been a while since we read the first. So I read the first book, but like, it's pro- like I think it's kind of similar to like um, in the Ninja Turtles, uh, the newest 2014 series. Uh, Leo becomes a leader, and he asks Master why, and he's like, "Because you wanted to be." It's just super arbitrary, like that. The person who steps up to the plate to become the leader just becomes the leader. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Other characters don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> I guess, like, I mean, the only other character I could see as the leader is Cassie. So I could see. I feel like I could see Rachel as a leader. I feel. I like, think Rachel's yeah, too much Cass, of like a the brute, you know. I feel like I see Cass, um, Cassie more being their friend than than a leader. I feel like if Tobias stepped up, he would he would be a very strong leader, especially especially later on. Like you know, maybe initially since he was kind of the outsider. Uh, but 
I don't know. But also, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, you could have a de facto leader, or you could have people who kind of take the take take the reins, which is sort of how they do it. But just the fact that they constantly are saying, "Oh, and Jake, you're the you're our fearless leader, leader Jake, leader," is, is something that you know. That's that's well, the one the one time they have a line like that in this where he's like, "Our mighty leader," it sounded like more sarcastic than anything. Um, Axe is the only one that's very much like my prince kind of thing, but that's because he's a soldier. You yeah, need to have a a, uh, a leader to the group. But uh, but again, um, I was I was saying that this book did a good job of showing Jake as the leader. Yeah, uh, even so, though at like, one point in the book he thought that he's never going to be the leader again because he's like I fucked up so bad. Right, right. He was acknowledging <laughs> his he was acknowledging his weaknesses. I mean, he did he made in he made mistakes, but like he was growing as a character, and and you really saw the saw the trust that that everyone else was putting in him. Um, in, I felt like he stepped, even though, even though he was making mistakes and things like this, he stepped into the role in a, in a good way. And a lot of times he was understanding of like, like you said, he, he, he recognized when he made mistakes and he wasn't like a dick to like, like Axe mentions, like, um, I think he goes like, I did this and this and Jake's like, good. He's like, no, it's not good. That was fucking shit. And, and, uh, I'm never going to do that again. And Jake's like, understood. Like he's, he doesn't try to like defend it. Yep. at all and that kind of helps axe kind of like soften him almost immediately kind of thing definitely he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't double down on his shittiness <laughs> which is good oftentimes what makes people hate cyclops is that he doubles down yeah. on his like crap <laughs> okay. um let's uh let's take a let's take a real 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 short break i'm gonna i'm gonna um save the audio file and make sure everything's good and then we'll come back and we'll and we'll do a and we'll do a little bit of uh questions Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Welcome back. Okay, so uh, Jordan, we got some questions. Yep, I was able to get us some questions. Um, so from the forums, we got the the from the Geeves that knows everything about Animorphs asked us some rather Great specific. Name. Yeah, I know. Uh, they asked if the Animorphs were Power Rangers, which color would each be, and what form would their Zords take? Okay. And so, so we, as I know, not all of us know much about that sh- series or show, but maybe if you remember seeing the trailer of the new Power Ranger mo- movie, that would help. Okay, I mean, I know, have, like, I know a little bit. There, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught, a, I caught a few, I caught a few episodes as a kid, and I, I you know, I, I think like obviously Jake would be red. I think Marco would be would be black or green, depending on uh, color scheme we're going for. I mean, for. I feel like I feel like Marco might be red because he crashes people's cars <laughs> yeah but the leader's red right i think yeah, yeah, yeah. so like I think jake's that. red um marco's uh probably like if we're going if we're going off mmpr 
like the, which is the one the movie is based off of. He'd be black. Uh, Cassie would be pink. Rachel would be yellow, and Tobias would be blue. I guess then. And okay. then Axe would be like green because he's the six range. I agree with um, you, but I would switch the the ladies. I think that Cassie is more of a yellow and Rachel is more of a pink. I don't know, I kinda see the the yellows as being like the tough ones. I, like they they generally make the tom I mean, I don't know much about Power Rangers, but they generally <laughs> make the, the tomboy the yellow. And Rachel's kinda like I guess she is kind of like really pretty and everything and she's described as as being like the hot girl pretty but, but she's also pretty, but like tough. she's also a gymnast but yeah she's I, feel like- I mean yeah she's a gymnast but she like she's also kind of like the like i said she'd be the muscle of the group i i feel yeah. she's more quick to fight so i kind of feel like she'd be yellow but it's fair but if I you guess, want to switch I, guess around. Trini, I don't think of trini as quick to fight Trini? No, but I do consider yeah. like Trini is the I she's mean, the one that has to pee in the cup in the in the trailer. Oh right, I remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you can switch it for whatever you want, but I think that. And then their Zords would be their battle form. So like Jake is a tiger. Uh, uh, Marco would, would be a be gorilla. gorilla. Um, Rachel's a a bear. Cassie's a, a wolf. I think is your standard one. Um, Tobias's would be a a red tail. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, and and he would and he would just keep the same Zord throughout the whole series, like which is kind of like new funny that he's not the Red Ranger when he's a Red Tailed Hawk, <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't be. And then uh, I don't know what Axe is. Axe doesn't get a Zord. Is. Axe just Axe just uh, stays as an Andalite. All right, <laughs> that's a, that's a funny joke, Greg, because because Axe always Axe never actually like everybody when they all go to fight. Um, all, they all turn into like tigers and bears and stuff, and Axe just stays as a just stays as an Andalite because <laughs> actually Andalites are like m- super efficient fighters with their because they've got like like scorpion fast, tail basically, uh, yeah, scorpion tail type blade. things. And, uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but 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 the Yurks still think, oh yeah, that guy turning into a tiger to fight me must be an Andalite. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they, they wouldn't even consider humans right. more, even though the anamorphic thing is not is a techno, it's a weapon that is designed and not like a racial ability Andalites have. So, right. but whatever. But, um, I mean, but so does anyone Elfangor did violate the law of Ciro's kindness? So what? Elfangor did violate the law of Ciro's kindness too. So this is like yeah. definitely. Like that's their that's their prime directive is is the law of Ciro's kindness because Ciro, uh, spoilers, Ciro uh, gave gave the Yerks space travel, and it's all his fault that er, all the bad things. Gotcha. So they don't want to give like they don't want to uplift other races at all. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, so they would have no yeah. reason to think that it's anything but Andalites. We really, we really uh, need to do a bonus episode on Hork Bajur Chronicles. Yeah. We always talk about it, so I mean, probably yeah. should. Yeah, it's, I, they, that was good. All the, all the Chronicles are really good. I think I've only read the first two, though. I read Hork Bajur, and I read Andalite, up. and I read, uh, I read Visser. And I guess mm. there's an Elemist Chronicles too. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, you know, the Elemists are jerks, as you know from the theme song. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, does it, anyone else have any ideas on the Power Rangers team? I know you guys don't really sound like you know Power Rangers too well. I mean, I barely do. I just like you know caught a few MMPR episodes during the Twitch stream. I caught a few. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I kind of agree with that. I I like to think that maybe you would go with some of the like uh, later series or something like that. But I've only seen like bits and pieces of those, so I couldn't like say for sure mm-hmm. things would match up better. Hmm. Yeah, I put Marco as the black because it seemed like that was like the best friend ranger yeah. of that of that series. And I don't know, I heard that in in some other Power Ranger series green tends to be the lieutenant person, but I I, I don't know for sure. Hmm. <laughs> you have any any input, Greg? Oh, I, I mean, I I I don't know a whole lot about it, so, <laughs> so I, I think uh, I think what you guys are saying makes sense. Um, and I mean, okay, well, what, and, what, and, you... I mean, you guys, I, we're not going to ask you which Babysitters Club characters line up with with which Power Rangers because you guys answered that this last week. So I'm that gonna... that's true. It, it was yeah. I I kind of had a bit of a hard time because I mean I don't I don't really follow this actiony sort of stuff. Although I did. I think I heard something about how these, what did you guys call them? Uh, Zords? I think they, they transform into like some big robot or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. like in Babysitter's Club. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I I just think it's much cooler in the Babysitter's Club, though. Well, I mean, Jordan, would you put Cassie or Rachel as yellow and pink? Or would you even give them like different colors in general? Not like they're uh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, uh, uh, it's it. Well, because like Rachel likes you know plays into like uh, being fashionable and stuff like that, but really enjoys kicking ass. So Rachel's a really cool character in general. Yeah, because that kind of stuff where she's like she's the hot girl, but she's also sporty and tough and like is a badass. And it's pretty. It's pretty. She's a pretty cool character. I mean, Kate Applegate is a a woman herself, so I could probably wanted to like write a really cool female role model for people. And Cassie's, I guess, ah, uh, like didn't the Yellow Ranger like was good friends with the blue one, and he was like the smart one too. So I mean, like, see, that's weird because so that like, would, that and I put be blue as Tobias. So that makes yeah, that would that. yeah, that yeah. would that would do the give the argument for for Rachel as as uh, as yellow. Um, yeah, but, I, but also I think of, I don't know. I think it trumps, or you could, or you could say that Tobias is Tommy because he's the coolest. <laughs> so if Tobias, oh, is see, Tommy, I remember, gr- is- I remember as a kid that that what that was the th- the thing, you know, Tom, Tom, it was either Tommy or Jason, and and those and those there was people always arguing about that at my school. <laughs> It's funny because Tobias is the coolest, so he's also kind of awkward socially. Which I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't think Tommy was. Tommy was just like the epitome of cool, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know if it really fits, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, so if so if that's so if we make it like that, and then um, the other thing is the Blue Ranger had like a a connection with like more con- more connections with uh, like Alpha and Zordon and stuff. Uh, so that would make so that would make uh, and also um, axe is blue, so that would make yeah, axe so maybe, blue. Yeah, I can see that. I can see, I can see Tobias yeah, being the, the the green and 
And it, it just doesn't fit with the whole axe coming in later thing. Honestly, but anyway, we should move on to another question. Yeah. We don't have yeah. a lot of questions. <laughs> for a while. We do have. We do have. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to turn it to Geeves just for says also asked us, both this book and the previous book feature children attempting to murder their parents. Uh, <laughs> of Shakespearean. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's what uh, Jake was calling Marco out, how he was ready to kill his mom. Anyways, my question, how does uh, how does the next book, which we've already mentioned, in which Rachel turns into a starfish, is chopped in half, and morphs back into two Rachels, one good, one bad, reflect on this trend? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did mention we did mention about the starfish thing that was in the next Damn. book. You didn't mention that she transforms back into a good and evil version. I told you it was a. I told you it was an evil twin storyline. Yeah, an evil twin plot. It, not not a, not an evil twin as starfish. Evil twin as actual people. <laughs> yeah, because you know starfishes. Like if you cut them in half, there'll be two new starfishes. Well, I guess it just kind of works that way. With, with- Morphing too, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've like I haven't read the book in a while, so I'm kind of trying to remember why it it turned out good and evil. Because it's a trope. I know. <laughs> I meant like what? How is that in DNA? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, like, like I don't know how it ends either. Does, does she like get her? Like, is, is it like one of them's normal Rachel and one of them's evil Rachel, or is one of them like? Good, 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 Rachel. And yeah, the other one's like okay. evil, 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 Rachel. That's kind of like, did, does she have to like get back together? How does that work? I don't know. I guess we'll see next week. But I feel like yeah. there are there are Shakespearean <laughs> themes of duality, though, right? Yeah, and and family killing. Yes. Um. Um. But I think it, maybe, I, maybe Applegate wanted to take the heat off the parents a bit for an episode. <laughs> yeah, book, rather. But I think it still kind of does go in with the trend of just heavy, uh, like personal dealings. Like in the in in the first case, it's it's what you do with family members, and uh, while in, uh, in the next book, it's more not so much as like family members as your own self. Well, it's it's like the the seven themes or whatever. It's like man versus family, and then man versus yeah. himself. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the theme in this one is like the black, white, and gray thing, and I guess right. that kind of like makes everything a little bit black and white in that next one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good, that, that deals with that. Uh, yeah, so that's what we say about that. I guess. What's the next one, Jordan? We've got a lot of them, so I'm sorry if I'm rushing <laughs> yeah. you guys, but <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I want to get to all of them. So we got uh, quite a few from Eric, our good friend of Moon Rolls. Uh, and he uh, asked uh, if you could yeah, go his back. Podcast about LARPing is pretty cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could go back in time to see an animorph in their animal sneeze, which animorph and which animal form would it be? Um, I know there was that time they went to like went back in time to dinosaurs because of time because of like elementus shenanigans and stuff like that. So I don't know. I guess I'd like to see a, a raptor sneeze. I bet that would be funny. That does no. sound pretty funny. I mean, I've seen it in real life, but cat sneezing is really cute. Maybe a tiger yeah. sneezing. Oh, I'd be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> my, next, my next thing was be, would ask is if one of them was a panda, because seeing a panda sneeze would be absolutely adorable, too. I've, I've, there's a, I don't know if you've heard of this video. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, do you have any, any particular ones you wanted to see, Kendall? 
I I don't um uh <laughs> I don't care about sneezing. I, I want to see one of Visor three random aliens he transforms into sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> see a Hork Major sneeze, and all of a sudden a tree falls down. <laughs> we we had a really weird discussion about about wanting to see Christy sneeze and just wondering how the rest of the club would would find that because Eric asked that question one day for us too. So. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And I, I should have mentioned to you, Greg, since you don't know, uh, one of the the Yerks is, is an Andalite is his host. Okay. And so he yeah. can morph, but oh, he's wow. got like he's got a ton of forms from different planets. Mm-hmm. So he turn he turns into like like I think there's he turns into especially big aquatic creature at one point that's really in the, horrifying. In the first like, book, yeah, like he turns into like basically a dragon. Okay. It's pretty cool. Like yeah, so I would see one of his forms sneeze. Be interesting. <laughs> a dragon sneezing, I imagine, would be kind of kind of dangerous. Uh, I would say. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Then Eric also asks, "Would you rather be a yerk or an andalite?" Well, Andalite. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I definitely want to be an Andalite. Yeah, I'd cool. say I'd probably want to be an Andalite. I would love to be an Andalite just for the morphing ability. I yeah, guess. like and, and like also they're just like kind of cool creatures, and like I would never feel like I couldn't be something else. Right? I'd want to so, be yeah. I'd want to be an Andalite uh, civilian. I don't yeah, think I want to be, be like, like an Andalite warrior. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then would you? He also asked, "Would you rather be conquered by a yerk or an andalite?" Well, <laughs> you mean I like know. kinkiness? Because I mean, I, like, <laughs> no, no, that's that's gonna come later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still but, an andalite, so I can have control of my own fucking body. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I think if 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 one of those them came to Earth and basically is like, "We now control," we are now going to lead your society. In that I think the andalites would at least be nicer about it. Yerks are oh, specifically gosh, yeah. like, like, uh, kind of like gearing us up to be their foot soldiers, expendables foot soldiers, mind you, in their war. So and also think, like not losing my own like yeah, be great. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. uh, K. A. Applegate would say that we would rather that that society would rather just be would rather the Yerks lead us though, because the Andalites would challenge us, but the Yerks. Would just we would just submit to us. They would just so you know they just subdue us. So you think it would be like a they live kind of thing? So little messages of the of of obey and such that we need special classes to see normally. Uh, yeah, like like uh, uh, I mean that's I mean that's the whole. We need like, to get Roddy Roddy Piper to help us. They you know I mean <laughs> that's that's like really the to me growing up as a. As a ten-year-old, this is what my interpretation of it was, and so I assume that it, you know, it sort of extrapolates. Was the idea of of controllers um, being uh, being willing or were willing to give up their own free, you know, willing were happy to give up their own freedom. It was an it definitely was characters like that, like yeah. like it was an allegory of of for like for like just e- either either. You know, we're sheeple, like kind of thing. Like we're, you know, we're just, you know, we 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 want we want to be oppressed, or or it's an allegory for like for like depression and suicide. That that and and it is especially being apt since they were targeting people at in you know teenagers who are constantly depressed. 
Um, that's sort of was my interpretation of it all. So I, so I feel like, I mean, would I rather be conquered by in it? I'd rather not be conquered by either. Um, and I feel like, I feel like the Andalites would, uh, make me work and, uh, the Yurks would just, I would work like they would control my body and get me to do things whether I wanted to or not. I don't know. Maybe the Yurks, maybe I'd rather be controlled by the Yurks. But they yeah. take good care of your body, like exercise and stuff. Because yeah, that's what I mean. They would they'd exercise it. They would eat healthy. But you wouldn't have any agency. <laughs> I I yeah. I feel I, like you don't the, have the lack of I, agency. I, I feel is, like, is what really scares me. I feel me. like I wouldn't have agency uh, if the Andalites conquered Earth either. I'd have to do daily rituals. I'd have to learn calculus in first grade. I'd. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to in to eat things. I'd have to eat with my uh, feet. I don't think that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I mean, just saying I don't think the question was very specific. Feet. Would you rather be conquered by, or would you rather be? What was it? It's conquered by Conquer, Yurks or Andalites. Conquered by Yurks or Andalites. So, I mean, Andalites as they are, they wouldn't. They're not an imperialist society, so they're not going to conquer Earth. But if they decided to become an imperialist society, I think that it would be just as bad. Uh, I don't think they would make you like eat your feet though, because it's biologically impossible. <laughs> okay, but they, but they, they might, they might not, they might not let me. They might, you know, they might restrict what I can eat because it's, uh, they, they seem very, I don't know. I feel like they seem very but even logical in, and and uh, utilitarian. I mean, you have the agency to rebel or even like die would be something you'd have a true option. You wouldn't even be able to kill yourself even if you had a year control. Maybe it's healthier to not. There's kill no yourself. escape. <laughs> I just I I don't know I I don't know. Anywho, I mean, next question. <laughs> the idea of the idea of not having to to have to exercise my own self control in order to do things is kind of appealing in some ways. <laughs> I think we should we should um, get you uh, Molly to get you some some interesting reading. So <laughs> since, since you seem to be into that kind of thing, so uh, if Not you got sexually. to buy, <laughs> something wrong with it. Okay, Kendall. <laughs> if you got to buy it, which animal would you want to be stuck as? And uh, as we mentioned earlier greg tobias got stuck as a red tail hawk so yeah by saying tobias i'm guessing he means you get the two hour limit means uh you can't change into anything else and again tobias is a special case where he somehow got the power again so he can as a hawk so he can as a hawk like change morph into other things later but we'll ignore that and just like if you got stuck as an animal which animal would you like to be um, I think a dog. I'd like to be a dog. <laughs> I think I would be either a bird or a, or a cat, because cats are get to be lazy <laughs> and just like sleep, get petted and loved. But um, bird would be good, and especially a bird that could talk would be really good. I mean, actually, would we still have a telekin- tele- telepathy? Because then I guess it doesn't really matter. But, still, um, yeah, he, it, it, Tobias still has it, thought speak. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I know. I just wanted for the for the purpose of his question. So I guess yeah, because it's because we're comparing it. Since Tobias is a study case, then yeah, we can talk <laughs> telepathically. Says, if, the thing ha- if you got 
It Tobias is the verb. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like because it's Tobias. I mean, because because I mean, birds can fly, which is really cool. So I'd probably be a bird, but a cat would be a close second for its laziness. Uh my answer would be like I would really, really not want to be stuck as anything because I do not want to give up the morphing ability there. <laughs> yeah, but if there's anything you can I add to, if I had, like... if I had to, uh, I guess I would have to go with, uh, hmm, hmm. You know what? I'd probably go with like uh, an orangutan, be like uh, the li- librarian in 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 the Unseen Academy. <laughs> I would be. It'd be, it'd be. It would be the least inconvenient thing I could think of. I was like, well, if I'm going to be stuck as this, you know, I would be a younger, healthier human that doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> oh. uh. Like I'd be That's Rachel. There. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel would be great. Um, what about you, Greg? Um, well, I think I'd be. I think I'd like to be trapped as a dog. Oh, we already mentioned. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, right. I could just like lay in the sun all day and get belly rubbins. And, well, that was my reasoning for cats. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I understand the appeal. Steep okay. scraps off the cupboard. <laughs> and then you would be smart enough to figure out how to get those things when they think, ah, this dog can't get up here. Exactly. <laughs> Get all the good stuff. Alrighty, um, so next one. Then Eric also asked, uh, who would be your dream narrator for the audio book version? And I was thinking question. about this, and I'm like really not sure, because... Morgan I know, Freeman. Yeah, because Morgan, Morgan Freeman saying anything would be awesome. But, yes. but I, would th- I was kind of thinking, you know, it would be great if they kind of got a different narrator for each character that narrates the book. Like, cause like for a Jake book, they got a specific person for a Marco book. They got a specific person and they just like, like went through that. But then yeah. I was like thinking like, who would I want for each one? Hmm. See, I was going to say Mark Thompson cause he does all the star Wars audiobooks, and I really like him. Like his, his Han Solo voice is the definitive Han Solo that I hear in my head, not Harrison Ford. Um, oh, wow! But he does he does change his voice a little bit when he does yeah. when he reads pe- what people say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, do- he so, does. Like, I don't know, but I don't know. But yeah, if there's a female narrator, you really have to have a female, uh, yeah, uh, narrator. So yeah, because I was gonna say like that that sounds like a very good choice for for the the male narrators. But if we could just think of the same thing conversely for the female characters, then maybe it would just be those two, and he would just have to do a different voice. When he yeah. narrated a different, uh, like, between Jake and Marco. Right, right. Uh, I want Jennifer Hale for the female books. And oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be great. For, like, the, the, the male ones, uh, uh, just, just to be contrarian and funny, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I think Jennifer Hale would be great for Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like there aren't as, I don't know as many lady voice people. Uh... Tara Strong would be good. Yeah, I was Tara Strong's say, good. Probably heard more of Tara Strong than you realize. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, most audiobooks I've listened to are narrated by Mark Thompson. So, you know. 
And then finally, Eric asked, are Andalites kosher? I don't so, know what that means. <laughs> well, in relation know. to Andalites, I don't know what the word kosher means. I understand, like, well, are they, are they, are they, are they, uh, when they are made into meat or other uh, edible substances, do, are they considered, uh, un, are richly clean for the Jewish faith? Um, Gross. I mean, their hooves aren't Gross. split. Their hooves aren't split, so they would be kosher, yes. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, their bottom halves are kind of like a deer, and that is... Well, their hooves are kind of split, aren't they? Yeah. I'm looking well, at I art right remember. now. Actually, I've actually been looking at Andalite art for the last, like, a minute or two. But and, um, and they, they have like they have like two toes. It looks like so. And um, let's see. But the thing is, is that uh, let's see, where was it? Uh, uh maybe they don't. You no, know, that was one that has two. I don't know. It just changes depending on the artist. It looks like yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's like they've they've had other things like the um like ox, sheep, goat, deer, and gazelle are technically clean. Um, while a camel and a high rocks and a pig aren't, yeah. Even the, and like part of the thing about the whole uh, cloven hoof thing also uh, also regards to whether they uh, chew a cud or not. But you know, pigs don't actually chew a cud; they ju- but they do have cloven hooves. So, but as I was saying, like uh, one way that the lower like. Like they have been centaur, but it's not so much as a horse; it's more of like a, a deer. Mm. I just want to reiterate: I'm not comfortable with this question. I don't want to know what <laughs> being. <laughs> well, the other the other option is it just depends on how they were killed and processed. So you know, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't obviously you can't uh, cook an andalite in its mother's milk. No. <laughs> or, god. Uh... <laughs> Or or, yeah. or mix it with dairy. <laughs> well, that's or because you if can't, they were like, just or you explode. can't you can't I mean, eat that's, an that's just a little that was known, That's just a little known fact about andalite physiology. <laughs> what is? I'm post a picture for an andalite for great uh, <laughs> here. What combining uh, andalite flesh with, with cheese just causes explosions? That's why you never see it in, on any of their ships. Might oh, on that wow! Wrong, actually. Oh, you saw it. It works. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's what they look like. And now here's a fan art of a of a cute Andalite girl, which doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> I just kind of like the fan art. Cute. That's different. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are Andalites. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you shouldn't eat them because they're sentient beings, and that's really. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll I'll be honest. I, I have any problem eating like pure sentient talking thought speaking creatures that are arguably more advanced than we are yes um so uh so i will go i will go on record that that i would not act i would not eat one whether they were kosher or not <laughs> you would turn Save. into a vegetarian pretty much yeah if that if that was my option <laughs> go vegetarian or eat an andalite i'd go vegetarian <laughs> Um, so then we also have a bunch of questions from Cam- Cameron. So, and it's going to take me a m- moment because these literally came in a stream of thought when he when he gave them to us. So I'm kind of trying to figure out the best way to to put them in. They're really um, good, though. 
so wait, so we'll start with well, and I'm trying to basically go from innocuous to to non innocuous, I guess. So let's start with uh, <laughs> uh, was there ever a time a Yerk got so disgusted reading the thoughts of their host that they abandoned it, and uh, they probably uh, and they ask if that's a valid defense mechanism or not. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, it, it probably isn't a valid defense mechanism because not being in a host is bad for them. But uh, I can understand if they're like, like, uh, sorry to get a little disturbing here, but if they got into a mind of a of something like a pedophile or something, they'd probably be pretty freaked out. Yeah, even even if the... they don't have, even though they're not human, and, and maybe it doesn't, it would still be wrong. I think. I don't know. For some reason, I think Yerks that would be wrong. Have, for I don't anything. feel like Yerks are ever portrayed as being moral creatures at all. Like they, like, I, I don't feel like there are any like good Yerks. The only good. Yerks it's not so much dead. good. It's just pure disgust. You know what I mean? Like that's just gross just in general. That's the only thing I can think of. But other than that, maybe if like if some, I don't know, because some people are into some like. Uh, strange stuff that isn't a f- that isn't necessarily offensive, but strange. So who knows? But uh, I mean, don't kink shame. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying. to some we, people. So yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I think they, they they might, but it's unlikely because, like Kendall said, they're not that. Uh, There's they're, very they're little you can discuss them with. Yeah. Yeah. It also might be that they just don't understand human th- physiology, too. Like, the things that you would think, like, hey, as a human, you're going to have to do this now. They're like, meh, it's your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's your body. It's not like I have to care. Although they, feel, they do, feel, they do feel the human's pain. Yeah. But they have to, like, keep doing certain things. Because <laughs> if they're trying to keep the cover, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... I, like, okay. God damn it. Um... <laughs> Say someone was into scat play, and then they had to keep oh. doing that because they're like trying to keep the cover. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a feeling. I, I know it doesn't come there, but I have a feeling that if an if they took over someone who like regularly attained an orgy, they would be able to make up an excuse. Oh, I can't attend it anymore, and no one would really bat an eye. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's true too. Unless they're trying to infiltrate the orgy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also you've got to keep in mind that these are creatures who live, and 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 there still are. I mean, there are billions and billions of yurks who have never had a host because the number of yurks versus the number of hosts is is there's a pretty big discrepancy. So the low ranking yurks who would get the job of infiltrating the orgy, of infiltrating the like. <laughs> Elderly, un- the elderly <laughs> trading the orgy, <laughs> <laughs> and not the nice orgy too. The elderly orgy, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like, uh, like th- these are people who have who have never had sight or hearing in their life. Like, like they they get they get to be in a body. You know, they're slugs, and then they get to be they get to control a human body. For the first time, at, like, like there's you'd be willing if you you know if you didn't get to have a body and then you got to have a body, you'd be willing to do some pretty terrible things to keep it. Especially if you had no morals, like the Yerks. Good point. 
Yeah. I have been defending the Yerks a lot in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's almost know, like just... you think they're the good guys instead of the Andalites. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question, Jordan. Um, okay, so Cameron's kind of new to to our podcast, so he was asking if it's ever established whether they could morph into other humans. Which um, there was a brief scene of uh, Axe. Uh, kind of morphing and rearranging his features to look human in this uh, in this book. Jesus, um, it does make mention that normally I think when school. he's human form. Yeah, he was able to actually even kind of change it up. Yeah. Well, so, uh, again, because Greg, you're you're new. Axe developed an original human form by mixing in the DNA of all the other animorphic uh, people. So he's kind yeah. of this androgynous, uh, beautiful uh, young man. Okay. Yeah, they they and, even they even say, "Do you want to be male or female?" And he says, "I choose a uh, male." Okay. <laughs> and um, and also like there have been times when other characters have morphed as their friends, like they have basically gotten the DNA of their friends and like morphed as as the other person to kind of like you know for to blend in or to deceive or whatever or anything like that. Like I mentioned. Uh, before when Cassie was, uh, I forget if that was off here or not, uh, about Cassie being uh, Rachel for a bit to try and like convince these people at a TV station. Uh, but uh, as 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 Cameron was asking about that, they then actually got the thought like, wait, I think they did did have to turn into Jake that one book, and then uh, and then like <laughs> and then asked Cassie totally checked out the goods right. <laughs> so yeah. is that kind of that's kind of similar to body swapping? Who a, a friend of the yes. show is into? We should mention that to them. <laughs> I will say I will say that's a thing. That's a thing that I thought about a lot when I was reading it as a twelve year old. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, well, it's like, kind of like when you're going through good. puberty too, right? So exactly. it's kind of like yeah. exactly that's what I mean. That. That's what I mean. Like I was like you know if I could change into Rachel and you know <laughs> maybe not try to morph the clothes this time. <laughs> oh my god uh, <laughs> and yeah like uh, there are other oh, thoughts man, by the way that'd be crazy if you like if you like shook a celebrity's hand yeah oh man <laughs> you could be you could be a celeb any celebrity Spears and I, I mean obviously as a, as a as a trans woman I had thoughts about that as a kid so yeah but yeah that was a thing <laughs> uh um, by the way, the, the, this also included the thought of twin play, which I think would, we'd have to defer to the robot chicken quote of "it's not gay, it's, it's masturbation" gay, it's kind masturbation. of thing. <laughs> so it's not exactly, but it's it, but it's not really if like if like the person who's your twin is really your friend who can yeah. like transform into you. That's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not masturbation at all. <laughs> Physically, no. <laughs> Although, what if you succumb to the instincts? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I'm gonna. Can I, just... I will point. I will point out. Uh, as I said, there was a, when. Uh, as I said, Cassie was as was Rachel. Eventually, Rachel like joined up with her, and Rachel was like, "You did a really good impression of me." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Great, you're back. Let's change places. This body makes me want to do stupid stuff." 
Wait, <laughs> so they do there, get there are, are... by the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah you which, definitely which do. makes sense because they get they get they get shit from the animals, right? The instinctual yeah. nature. So I guess it, it happens for pe- people too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Ben. <laughs> okay, and then uh, finally they asked. Uh, Cameron asked, "How do you think Andalites feel about foot play?" And then they're like, "Wait, I mean hoof play." I wonder if it's kind of more similar to oral sex than foot play. Yeah, see, well, like, I was asking, like, they, and I, like, was asking, like, I got the chance to, like, ask Cameron, like, wait, what do you, under like, it was like, well, they eat with their hooves. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, like, I I actually honestly, because it only came up, uh, when was the last time that uh, Axe had to eat and they brought that up? Uh I don't know. I'm trying, to re- I'm trying to remember which book it was, but I, I guess it wouldn't be like oral sex because they also don't have a, they don't have a taste sensation. That's one of the things Greg yeah. has said. After Axe turns into a human, he becomes infatuated with eating things because he's never experienced taste before. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to ask if they ha- so I'm assuming they have mouths on their hooves. They don't have mouths. It's like an they osmosis they- thing. Yeah, oh, they absorb okay. it. Absorb it. Yeah. Although, although Luke was asking, uh, what about feet or hoof play? They put them in the tall grass, and they're just like, ah. <laughs> like, yeah, stomp on that tall grass. <laughs> Here, let me get you more glass, grass clippings. Yeah. Roll around in it. <laughs> Add some carrot mush in there to give it some new, new texture. Again, oh, I don't I- know if that would be, like, pleasurable to add even different textures, because they don't have a sense of taste, so yeah. Well, no, but they still would feel it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they had, because it's probably kind of like an intimate thing then too. Of like hooves touching hooves is probably still a, a thing that's like. I mean, I don't know. I've never read the Andalite Chronicles. I might get into that more. Hmm. I don't remember if there's. I don't know. I don't. Under, I don't know about uh, about Andalite intimacy. I was just thinking like uh, the Andalite relationships because apparently Elfangor has a. Has a relationship with a human, and in the and in Hork Majeur Chronicles, Ciro's daughter or whatever it is, the the she has kind of a relationship with a Hork Majeur. Yeah, I, I will point out that uh, in both times though, that was when they were trapped as the respective creature that they had a thing with. Right, right. So, right. So, like, I think it's something like they are very susceptible to going native. You could say. Hmm. Like if, kind of a kind of a reverse. Uh, I'm not sure it would be a reverse, but it's, it's kind of like Avatar. Yeah, and it, and it's like like it's kind of like like well, I'm stuck with like this. I guess I'm in luck with that. There's this person here I like, though. Yeah, I'm just well, and and at least in the in the Hork Bajur Chronicles, like that relationship started prior. Yeah, and uh, and and um. And and it's it's a combination of that with the fact that there aren't any Andalite and Andalite relationships that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We don't ha- we don't have a very good sample pool. To- we just said someone's daughter, right? Yes, uh, in the Horde Majors, it, it, it was. Uh, but there's no. But yeah, it's it's Ciro's daughter. But it, but there's no mother. Yeah, it's like a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, and like we said, like we we know Axe is uh is brother is brother to Elfengor, but we don't really know much of more about their parents. And I feel like also it's not like 
they're brothers, but it's it seems like it's more complicated than that. Like they're there's some it's some other it's there's some other special relationship or something. I don't know. I'm starting to get tired um, and make stuff up. Speaking <laughs> speak, speaking of uh, Disney uh, uh, stuff, if, if you should also check out a, um, a friend of a show, Lucas, as a a show about the the light novel adaptions of D- Disney Channel shows. So you should check that out. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to what's, the, the what's re- that show called the novel novelization the return to Witch Mountain that they're going to be doing soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called uh, D Chap. Yeah, that's it <laughs> for Disney chapter. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot one of uh, Cameron's final questions. Um, Cameron also asked, <laughs> "Is it still?" Is it still bestiality if it's your send-in friend in an animal body, and they're asking for <laughs> and they're asking for a friend? The friend is Rachel. God. Uh, uh, yes, but it's also less fucked up somehow because I mean it's two consenting adults, I right? I think, Hopefully, yeah. Let's, I mean, let's, if, yeah, let's go. Yeah, but then how far can you go with that? I mean. Like, I mean, like, and, and it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like, hey, honey, could you just like maybe like spice things up tonight? I was thinking, uh, always wanted to try that a horse. <laughs> 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 you sure thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't, mean, really, I mean, you could you could bang your wife and all her friends that way. It, you know, and that's not that's not that messed up. I. I don't understand. I don't think they would Lee. do the herd, herd thing kind of thing, though. I think it's just like <laughs> like a one-night role-play kind of being animals thing. Which I can still fuck up. I can pretend what if I'm, I'm, what your, if you're both I'm your... I'm your, I'm your horse caretaker, and, <laughs> and, you, and, and I've got a... And, and you're in, like, I don't know, what is it called? Rut? A rut? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, I... I it, maybe if if well since the, uh, in this situation the animorphs have the morphing ability maybe it would just be uh, whenever they're an animal they'll just be the same animal in which case it wouldn't exactly be bestiality. So you're I both guess? animals. You're saying you're like yeah, you're not like, like the, you're the not same. like someone one of them turning into a dog and one of them staying human. Yeah. What if one of like, them turns that- into a dog and one of them turns into a cat? <laughs> oh, that's just well, that's up. just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. Well, well, it's so not no, no, like, because like they they've done. The answer like, is yes. It's BCL. <laughs> 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 All right. We never have these questions. At least it's consenting BCL. Well, this isn't Kim Pa's surprise. <laughs> I was gonna say Kim there's not Kim reprisable. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, teenagers with part-time jobs don't have a lot of body horror, other than a bad hair day or 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 well, no. problem with. I mean, like the most so. that we had to deal with was last episode. We we sort of had to deal with the like with some, with Marianne exhibiting some mild agoraphobia. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we don't really. We don't really uh, deal with with this sort of stuff. It's like in the nineties, they just really upped their game into like like 
What do kids want? They want drama, right? Okay. Yeah. They want it extreme. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of uh, the Babysitter's Club, and uh, and then Kendall brought up his um, diabetes earlier, isn't there a character in the Babysitter's Club who's diabetic, and they make a, like, a big deal out of it in the, in the yes. show? Yeah, there is. Um, yeah. It, it, it's certainly a, a topic that they deal with every once in a while. Um, How do you feel about the representation there, Kendall? What? Is it oh. good? I mean, you listen, you listen to the Babysitter Club show, yeah, so you I would mean, know. I, look, I li- I'll, I'll be honest. I listen to the podcast that don't read the books. I know that's kind of a weird thing. Um, but uh, And for those listeners who, who don't know, we're talking about Stacy here. And she's also a native New Yorker. So obviously she, you know, she was eating too much of the New York style pizza. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, uh, they're a little bit mean. I mean, the, the hosts of teenagers with part-time jobs about her diabetes. And that's not, you know, I don't, I don't think that's very nice, but, uh, yeah, you should be more inclusive, but I I but I can't, I can't speak to the, the, to the representation in the. In the, in the books, because I don't read the books, because they're for girls. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, there are some very mature topics that are covered in those books. I'm a girl, and I don't give a shit about Babysitter's Club, so there. <laughs> well, that I listen to the show for the personalities on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've had some interesting discussions, because, I mean, you know, Stacy's a New Yorker. And she's had her dad's transfer jobs, and she's really good at making friends with Claudia because they've got the shared love of fashion. Hey, you sure um, like knew all this trivia off the top of your head. It's almost like you're reading a Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's not like I'm, you know, one of those nerds that follows like what's that? Tra- what's that cartoon called? The Transforming Robots. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I mean, forget. like, GoBots? Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, Yeah. Johnny Tess? That sounds about right. No, no, no. That was only... Johnny Tess was about that... That, uh, uh, you know, that, that those two super smart sisters with that annoying brother that wrecked their lab all the time. Oh, yeah. Felt bad for those sisters. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. To be fair, they, like, constantly made him be a test subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, didn't they turn him into animals too? Probably. I know they made a dog. I never really watched the show because it was kind of like bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We 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 have a tendency not to cover some of the topics that you guys do on this show, but you know, we 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 deal with a much more mature audience, I think. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, so, is there any more questions, Jordan? Or nope, that was all the questions. We didn't get we didn't get tweeted anymore. No, I think that was it. Cool, cool. Un- yeah. Unremarkable shirt didn't send us any questions this year. This week? No, <laughs> okay. I think I think they said that they were going to be out this. <laughs> so, really, like, well, it's a well, great when Twitter we handle, by the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so um, <laughs> until until our, our or well plugs yeah let's you guys can plug stuff if you'd like. 
Greg, <laughs> since, since you're the guest, you get to go first. Well, as has already been mentioned, of course, um, teenagers with part-time jobs, uh, part of the network. And, of course, we we always enjoy being a part and sharing and getting to, to guest on each other's various shows. So and that, that network always... being literalentropy.com. Yes, like, literal entropy. I know you listen to ours, but maybe you don't have a website, so I've got to clarify yeah. and don't don't forget uh we we keep trying to to plug all the new shows that are coming on uh we also had like the um the the, the little joke site at one point of is stacy still employed um as far as we know she still is at this point so <laughs> okay well that's good um yeah, yeah. Uh, I you can find my art on uh, dangerchart.tumblr.com, and I also uh, have a Twitter at this is Emeralds, and uh, Instagram of this is Emerald. No, uh, no ass. How about you, Jordan? Well, I'll always plug my usual thing where it's they see me trolling the rewatch podcast of Stone Protectors, that '90s cartoon about the troll dolls. Oh, and, I love that one. They had like a samurai sort of troll doll, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, as we mentioned, turn the page to as well because you know, if you if you're enjoying liter uh, literary, I can't say it today. Liter- literary entropy. entropy uh, you'll probably enjoy turn the page as well. Did they ever do that one? Um, did they ever ape us and just like do that animorphs uh, choose your own adventure <laughs> one? Did they no. do that or? No, but the uh, but I was able to actually get the the Alternomorphs book, so I might be able to do a guest uh, guest episode on there with with them uh, using it. That's good. Cross promotion's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just uh, I'll just reiterate. Um, you know, I, I, as every week, I just plug uh, literalentropy uh, dot com. Um, uh, uh, we, you know, we mentioned uh, we mentioned most of these. Uh, there's there are two other podcasts that that we didn't mention. Um, Magician Radio, which is uh, it's they're a Harry Potter, uh, they're a group of Harry Potter fans really trying to uh, go go a little bit more serious into what it's like uh, being a Harry Potter fan in this in this uh, you know in this modern times. And then um, and then there's also uh, Purple Haze. Uh, which is uh, I'm not sure why they call it that, but um, they are reviewing the complete works of Beverly Cleary. Um, that's a, that's a fun one. Um, I, I got to guest host on uh, on on their Ramona Quimby Age Eight episode uh, a few weeks ago, so that was that was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also you can uh, listen to my uh, mandolin covers on at at uh, K Hallman on on a. Uh, on MySpace, uh, and uh, yeah, that's all. I guess that's all we got. So, in, in t- until next time, just remember when they say it's all in your head, believe it. 